everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, Forgotten Warrior, U.S. Warrior 3, Jungle Wolf 2, Return Fire, the last movie in, in Martini Madness. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling... Um... I'm feeling like I'm very in tune with Ron Marchini after this one. I, I, I when, so I, I'm, I'm speechless because when we watched uh, jungle wolf, we were like, Oh my God, he put clips from the last movie in here. That's so funny. And then roughly, I would say a third, uh, maybe 25% of this movie is just clips from other movies. Yeah. Joe, the first five minutes are Jim being drunk talking to Zach and then just clips from... Yeah, hard cut to clips from Forgotten Warrior, clips from Jungle Wolf, uh-huh. uh, all intercut. Like, and the odd thing is it, it could it could have been the same movie. Like, if you hadn't seen either of those two, you wouldn't know which was Jungle Wolf and which was Forgotten Warrior. Yeah, because it's just, just him running through the jungle and things exploding. That's all it is, yeah. And, and him making sweet love to various ethnic women. Yes, <laughs> a series of uncomfortable women. Yes, and and uh, so Joe, normally I ask you a question, but um, I need to make a confession. I think this podcast has ruined my brain. Mm. I think this podcast go has on. Ruined, I think it's ruined action movies for me. Really? So Kate and I were trying to find something to watch, and all the Bourne movies are on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Bourne, the you know, legitimately good action yeah. movies. Yeah. But we were watching it, and I was like, I am so bored because none of this is insane. <laughs> it's just like, it's like good action, like decent plot, like everything hangs together. But I'm like, where's, you know, where's uh, the bombs in the pile of cocaine? Like, where, yeah, dude. where's dude. Paco? Where's, yeah. where, where's the guy that he met at the grocery store that morning that is in the movie now? Where's the random fat retarded character just like making an appearance? Dude, Marshini movies and like a lot of the action movies we've watched on this podcast are the crack to regular action movie cocaine. It's too just, it, it's too, there's too many impurities and it's too strong. Yeah. We can't, you can't go back. <laughs> there's no going back. You're just watching this. You're going to chase this high for the rest of your life. Yeah. So we watched two born movies this weekend and I was just like, I, I don't care. Like, like where's Snaker? Like where <laughs> this makes too much sense. What? Yeah. Why are they not like doing they're, ridiculous things? They're like setting something up and then it pays off later. <laughs> it's like what's what that about? It? What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to show up that day. You write the script for shooting that day. You, you maybe pay attention to the prior movies in the series and then you move on. You storyboard as you're rolling. <laughs> yes, that's it's it's improv action movies. Just that's right. Yes, and action movies. So yeah, we were watching Born Identity. We watched Born Identity, and then is Supremacy the second one. Yeah. And I was sure. bored. I was bored. I was like, this isn't insane. I was like, this isn't crazy enough for me. You know, I I just I had to pull up. You know, I just had to look at Matthew Caritas to like calm myself down, and Ron right. Marchini and be it like, still makes okay. sense. Yeah, I was like, okay, the world is still good. So, yeah, I I was just like, oh, man, this this podcast ruined me. It ruined my brain. It broke my brain for action movies. Yeah, but what you'll notice is comedy movies are a lot funnier. So I would suggest you watch comedy movies from now on. Well, it's because comedy movies are all about just like, okay, here's the premise and you need to buy in. And And like random crazy shit. Yeah, and these movies, you just have to just be like, all right, this is what's happening. All right, Ron Martini is going to start his third uh, Steve Parrish movie with four minutes, four and a half minutes of clips from the prior one. Fine. You know what? Fine. 
Okay, let's go. You're telling me after three movies, Steve Parrish movies now, you weren't expecting that? That's true. Come on. Like, I, I wasn't even shocked. I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I didn't, I was wondering if we had control over space-time because we kept talking about it and we thought it was so funny. So, like, Ron Martini went back in time and inserted and more clips. And made it. <laughs> and Dude, made doesn't it. it feel that way? Like, we'll point out something. Where we'll be like, that's kind of just a funny, you know, observation that we're making. Yeah. And then, like, in the next movies, it'll be doubled down. Yeah, like, like he showed, like, we, we spent, like, maybe five minutes on him being uncomfortable when Maria was making moves on him, and they showed it again. Or, like, the uncomfortable My Lun sex scene where she's, like, yeah. in pain. They show that scene again and again. <laughs> they and cannot again. stop showing that scene. <laughs> it's in this movie twice. Yeah, he remembers it fondly. That's like in the middle of Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, like, remembers be- meeting Obi-Wan Kenobi, but, like, multiple times. Right. Like, it just keeps cutting back to... To him on Tatooine, so. Right, right, right. right. Let's talk the movie. Forgotten Warrior, U.S. Warrior 3, Jungle Wolf 2, Return Fire. The final Ron Martini movie before we move on to The final frontier. Yes. Martini, the final frontier. (laughs) Um, We are, yes, Jungle Wolf 2, also known as Return Fire, which you'll find it, made in 1988, starring The Marchster and directed by (laughs) Neil Callahan. And written by him and Denny Grayson. Uh, let's dive in, shall we? We open with the worst title sequence. Not worst title sequence ever. The worst title introduction shot ever. It's just white ticker tape. Yeah, that's all it is. Across, along a black background. I'm like, <laughs> this is the laziest thing I've ever seen in a movie. And we've watched a lot of lazy movies. This is lazy. I loved it. It was great. Um, then we get an old man working on an ATV. We've never seen this guy before. And, uh, we see a shadowy figure creeping up on him with a gun. Yeah. He's going to get got. It's Zach. (laughs) Which is, it really foreshadowed Zach taking a turn in this movie. And he is not handling his abandonment issues well. (laughs) This is a dark turn for Zach. Oh, now I understand why Zach goes insane. He's like, this is this is how my dad is. This is how my dad will love me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Zach if I kill Jim, <laughs> my dad will appear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is apparently Jim, Zach's caretaker and stepdad. Uh, Zach says, Jim, when do you think my dad's going to be here? Could be home. Opening credits. No yeah. answer. But we, we missed the... You skipped over the part where Jim is clearly drunk when he's delivering his lines. He's very drunk. He's like, every guy sees soon game matter confidence sometimes. Like, all right, Jim. All yeah, he's right, Jim. trying to justify why he just got snuck up on by like a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe you're getting old, Jim. Maybe maybe your head's not in the game anymore. Um, But I love that. He's just like, Jim, when do you think my dad's going to be home? Boom, credits. He just looks. <laughs> He's just like... Opening credits. Uh, and our opening credit scene is just clips from the Steve Parrish franchise, baby. Yep. We got... Uh, we got Jungle Wolf. We've got Forgotten Warrior. And we've got... Including... It's including the entire final scene from Jungle Wolf, where he was abandoned in Central yes. America. 
And he's like staring up at the helicopter. Well, no, it starts with the ambassador running toward yes. the helicopter. You hear him say like, I'm staying here. No, you're not. And he throws him in. <laughs> and then it just takes off. And you see Steve Parrish kind of like. Uh, he's uh, like, not. He's like another Vietnam. Another <laughs> Vietnam. Um, then we get Parrish picking up where he left off after he draws his sword. And we get another narration. I've seen vicious animals and jungles all over the world, but the ones I saw when I returned home were the worst. Animals in the jungle kill to survive. Animals at home kill for a profit. I need to stop you here. hates capitalism. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I need to stop you here. This guy hates profits. He hates capitalism. And Joe, who did he fight in the jungle? What are well, the animals in the jungle he fought? Well, I think he meant Americans, foreigners. <laughs> oh no, and also Americans alike. Yeah, he 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 fought everybody. <laughs> everybody with <laughs> all two comers, legs. all comers. But no, yeah, he, he. That's one thing I was like, oh boy, he keeps calling. This is the second time in two movies he calls freedom fighters vicious animals. Yeah, maybe uh, stand for the flag was always there. But he also is calling people at home animals vicious animals well they kill for profit this is where he kills american animals italian americans joe let's be clear (laughs) apologize um actually adam west is not italian (laughs) adam west is like pure irish catholic well adam west adam west was in most of the guys he kills are an italian american gang that's true that is true you know, Joe, all those mafias that run around Stockton. Yeah, yeah, the Stockton circuit. Yeah, the Stockton family. Um, like that, 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 I, I like the lost season of Sopranos, where Tony goes to Stockton to deal with business there. Right. Yep. And sets up in a warehouse. <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, like all people from the Central Valley, Marchini calls SF home. I thought that was a nice little <laughs> nod. Yeah, they're like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from, uh, let's see, Linden. Do you know Linden? He's like, no, uh, it's by San Francisco. Oh, okay. it's San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> it's greater San Francisco. Um, he's boating by the bridge while his son rots in poverty with Jim. Um, and I love it because like the whole time he's just like pretending to miss Zach. He's like, man, if I could only get back to my son, Zach, if I could only get back. And meanwhile, he's like, n- like winking and nodding and like finger gunning girls on the like shore rolling like, around just in like, his boat just hey, like hey. The wind going through his hair i'm like what do you do? just go to zach <laughs> you don't have yeah well later on he stops at a mall to like yeah. let me... <laughs> he's like let me pick up some chicks at the mall yeah but i love the his speech where he's like i gotta go back to see my son zach he's like zach i'm coming home it's got this like these like noir movie horns in the background yeah. like he's like <laughs> like he's like she had legs that went all the way up to her chin. And that's yeah. how I knew she was trouble. Like, it was like, come on, come on, Ron. <laughs> um, yes. Zach takes his ATV out for a ride. And Jim says he rides just like his dad. And I think we all know what that means. By the way, we're seven minutes into this movie and nothing has happened. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm almost through a full page of notes. Um, you know, nothing happens in this movie, but also a lot of stuff happens in this movie. It's in the details. The devil's there, in the details. 
yeah, there are like four things that happen in this movie, but they talk about them yeah. incessantly. Yeah. Like just constantly. Ron Martini's just like saying like, I want my kid. I want my kid. I want my kid. I want my kid. Where's my That's kid? That's his thing. Yeah. yeah. And like Adam West has like one thing he says and like uh, Petrelli. Petrelli. I call him Peter Petrelli. Little yep. heroes ref. Uh, Peter Petrelli's like, I want my drugs and my money. Like they He's just, just always yelling about what's his. He's like, that's yeah. my warehouse. What happened <laughs> to my van? Um, we had a blonde woman uh, who was spying on Marshini at the mall and alerting three goons. One of them is bald with long hair in the back and sides. Guy is my hero. Yeah. He's, bald, he's got bald guy. He's got the uh, the Ben Franklin look going for him. Yeah, he's rocking it hard. Um, Jim is approached by a shadowy figures. Oh, back to Jim. Yeah, he's sh- approached by shadowy figures with guns. And he does that cool thing like that is good in a good movie where it's like, who are you? And it creates intrigue. But then like you just don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this movie, he's like, who are you? He goes, who the hell are you? And you're like, this could be anybody because Jim's day drunk. And confused right. and old. It could be Zach again. It could be Zach. He's like, do you not remember? I was just here. <laughs> it's me, Zach. Um, Your son-in-law. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Parrish tries to call Jim from the payphone, but spots goons and sneaks into the bathroom. All right, he spots his tail. I think uh, he just had to, you know, he was just on a boat for days. Bump. He had to, you know. That, that boat food just goes right through you. He had Montezuma's revenge all the way from Central America on that boat ride. Uh, goons follow him in and see a bald guy. This is a great scene. Okay. This is when I realized, like, the movie is going to be amazing. Because this is nonsense. They walk into a public bathroom, and there's just a guy, like, shaving the bald spot on his head with an electric trimmer. And then he looks at the guys coming in the goons, and he's just, like, gives that look like, oh, right. I'm not supposed to be here. (laughs) This is not something I'm supposed to do in a public restroom. Well, he thinks the hair police are after him. A guy comes in with a gun and a tire iron, and he's just, like, mid, mid-shave, and he's just like, uh-oh, I gotta get out of here. And then he just kind of, like, lumbers off with his, like, he puts it in his little bag and stuff. Which, which like, make this at a rest stop. That, that would fly at a rest stop, you know, if you're, like, a trucker. But he's, like, in oh, a mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. make the scene somewhere else. He went all the way into this mall. This bathroom is like tucked away in the back of the mall. It's not toward the front. So he went all the way into the mall with his bag of stuff (laughs) to trim his. It's so bizarre. It does. I've never seen anything like that in real life. It is. I've never seen anything like that in a movie. In a movie. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yes. So, uh, yeah, I just love how he panics and like leaves. Uh, These goons start then kicking in each of the stalls. Mm-hmm. Harish is in the last stall, and he, th- which is your background, he throws a flaming toilet paper roll at the bald guy, and then tackles him, and then takes out both guys, and then he also takes out the third guy who comes in to check. But Jeff, that burning toilet paper would have hurt so bad. <laughs> I know. I was asking, was he just holding the burning He's toilet just paper? Holding <laughs> burning toilet paper. That stuff does not like contain the flame to the front of it. No, it was all around it. It looked like a little like meteor, like in a cartoon. 
Um, but yeah, I was just like, was Ron Martini just sitting, standing in this third cell? Just like, ow, ow, ow. Like, I would like, they kick in the first door and then they see him going, ow, God, ow, ow. And they're like, and they right. see like billowing smoke coming <laughs> yeah. up from the third one, like, of which it would be, you know? And then also, I think the bald guy did a self-swirly because he, like, falls into the, the stall. And then you don't see it, but you hear the toilet flush. Oh, so, okay. So I think either they added that in post or I think when he fell, he hit one, the the little lever. Because you know how yeah, public toilets knock with his arm. Yeah, yeah, so it sounds like he just self-swirlied. There's a lot of weird sound effect matching in this movie. And also... um. The other thing that is present in the scene is Parrish has like this innate sense of timing where he gets the goons right away, like right at the right time. But he oh, yeah. couldn't he couldn't possibly know. Well, there's a lot of that in this movie where if where Ron Martini just kind of like stands out in the open and just like goons just like miss him or like he knows where they're going to be scene at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just know where he just knows where they're going to be. And so that's the only way this stuff works out. Like imagine if like they kick in the two doors and then like, they're like, well, where is he? And he's standing there just like holding burning <laughs> toys. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. If all movie, he just had like his hands wrapped. <laughs> That would be great. Yeah, his hands are like all wrapped and bandaged. Um, Zach returns from the ATV ride and asks the shadowy figures who they are. Right, same kind of intrigue going on, and then he just rides off. This is the this is what I'm talking about, where it's like they just do the same beat repeatedly. Yeah, like sh- like you got the shadowy figure, which ended up being Zach. You got the shadowy figure with Jim asking who they are, and then you got the shadowy figures with Zach asking who they are. Right. Like, there's no reason for Zach to take the ATV ride. Zach could have just been there, and this could have just been one scene. It's actually kind of cool to bring it back one time with Jim. It's not cool to bring it back again with Zach. It's overkill. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, Zach could have just been there. He didn't have to, like, leave and then come back and be like, who are you? And the thing is, too, is they keep showing these shadowy figures like it's somebody we would know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They could have just showed the guy. Revealed later. If they're, just they're just goons. Feel. They're just goons. That's all goons. they are. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So he rides off. Does Zach? Then we go back to Parrish. Parrish spots more goons, and he starts running through the mall. <laughs> he yeah. runs so stupid. He's got like his jacket over the gun that he stole. He's just like running like this. And, well, I uh, thought that was his bag. I thought he had his bag from the from the boat with whatever his twenty five yellow t shirts in it. Could have been that, but he did take one of the goons' guns and, like, wrap it in a jacket so no one would see yeah. it. Well, California's just open carry now, because these guys are just running around with guns and nobody seems to care. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, cops arrive. Parish, well, Jeff Stockton is open carry. <laughs> Joe, this <laughs> is still San Francisco. Inception. Oh, yeah. He's still in San Francisco, I think. No, he is, because he gets a ride to Stockton later. Or uh, some, some town outside of Stockton, I don't know, Escalon? Could be, yeah. Could be. But I love, um, so that so they, so real quick, before the cops show up, they cut, which the cop thing is one of the most insane things in great. this movie. It's great, yeah. <laughs> but they cut to the guys, Ron Martini runs out of the mall, and they've had women like, oh, they're scared, they gotta run down the street. But it just looks like they're just running. They're running from Ron, Ron Martini? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Martini's like lumbering after them, and the girls are like, ah! <laughs> Oh, God. Great. All right. And then the cops show up. And, and I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do what Ron Martini does in this scene. 
dude, Ron Marchini gets away with something here because like he's got someone looking down on him from above. Because yeah. he comes out, there's a cop right there, gun pointed at him. End. Done. That's the end of the game for him. Yeah. But then a goon comes out who also wants to shoot Marcini, and they, like, get confused and point <laughs> their guns at each other and blow each other away. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And Marcini's just like, holy shit. And he just jumps in the, in the cop car and drives off. I like the idea that Ron Marcini has looked at every single Mexican standoff in a movie and been like, well, just get the other two guys to shoot each other. And yeah. you're done. Yeah. And it's all over. You're set. Yeah, it's all good. Just just get those two guys to shoot each other, and then you can steal a cop car and drive away. Unbelievable. And then the bad guys come up in a panel van, and they all pile in there, and they start driving after him. Um, these goons – okay, there's other goons, right? The goons that were meeting with Zach, and they chase Zach, and they yell at him that they just want to talk to him. <laughs> I'm just oh. like – no chance. They're on the freeway. Yeah. One, they can't hear him, too. Hey, kid, we're chasing you. We just want to ask you a couple questions. We just want to talk. What do you have to ask a child? Like, what What questions? Like, what if he's like, oh, yeah, name one question. They're like, uh, uh, <laughs> do uh, you like Barney? No, this yeah. is before Barney. You like Sesame Street? <laughs> you Ninja Turtles fan? <laughs> um, Yeah, so they're chasing him. Uh, but this is also crazy. I kind of have to stop here. So Zach, 10-year-old, right, is yeah, in a right. full-fledged chase <laughs> with guys in cars, and he's on an ATV. And, like, what is happening? Like, how is this <laughs> happening? Because <laughs> we've established – well, we established at the beginning of last movie that he is Ron Martini's, like, right-hand man. So he, like, knows what's up, I guess. Dude, I guess. Did he do right-hand man stuff in the last movie? He was the he was the ground control. Oh, he was ground control. Yeah, he did have a brief moment. It was he was ground control, and um, Ron Martini's like, I gotta go kill some of the guys. He's like, can I come? Like, no, you can't come, Zach. He's like, but I want to kill some guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, keep that energy. Use it on Jim if you if you need to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't get too close to Jim. <laughs> um. So Zach is – first of all, Zach's a G at this thing, and I don't even understand how. He, like, leads the car onto, like, an eight-foot-tall bridge by taking, like, a quick quick right. Yeah. And then the, the car chases him and falls off, like, could not be more than eight feet. Maybe ten <laughs> foot explodes. fall, crash. The car explodes. <laughs> but – the car falling off the bridge doesn't make any sense either because the car ends up straight on the bridge. And then the guy's just like, well, let me see what happens when I just crank this wheel to the left. Then you get the sound effects of like, like screeching wheels and then it's like slipping and then yeah. he just flies off. But dude, <laughs> the car explodes. he falls, the airbags maybe deploy. Maybe they don't. It's not that big of a fall. And, and then the car freaking explodes in this movie. That's wild. Oh, man. I have dealt with so out by like Vacaville, Fairfield, there's a lot of like ditches. And I've dealt yeah. with a lot of claims where people like go joyriding out in the middle of nowhere and just go into the ditch. Yeah. None of those cars have exploded. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible to explode. I've never done a claim where it's like, all right, so uh, so tell me what happened. Oh, you're driving, lost control. Yeah, it was kind of slick out there, fell into a ditch. Next question was is never, did your car explode? Yeah, yeah. 
I kind of assume the cars are unexploded. No, then you're like, well, were you able to get out safely before the car exploded? <laughs> I should have I should have asked that. Oh, man, you fell into a ditch. Everybody get out okay before the car exploded? Everyone made it out intact? And um, the rest, great part, too, is the guy, as he's going off the bridge, does like a Tarzan yell. He's like, ah, yeah, ah, then we go back to Parrish. Parrish is leading the goons around a shipping yard, which is the where the next will take San place. Francisco. Huh? The massive pipe fields in San Francisco. Oh, I was going to say, this is a Stockton shipping yard. This is not oh, an SF It absolutely yard. is. But I think he's still supposed to be in San Francisco. But San Francisco looks shockingly like the Central Valley for some reason. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the concrete jungle of Stockton. Yeah, I just like the idea of Ron Martini just, like, shaking the goons and, like, getting caught in traffic on, like, Market Street. Just like, yeah. oh, come on. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I, I, I missed the turn. Now I have to go to Treasure Island. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Zach is doing well. Until, oh, yeah, Zach's doing really good in this chase, but then not he isn't because he flies off his ATV for no discernible reason. He's just like, like fails driving, on it. and then he jumps off of it at first. And also, uh, so the shadowy men capture him at that point. But also, for the record, I am pretty sure they made Dax do this stunt because it looks exactly like Dax. And I think they made a 10-year-old boy like jump headfirst off an ATV. <laughs> well, wouldn't you? It's easier than getting a little person to be a uh, a stunt person. I guess that's true. But that is a yeah. wild freaking thing. <laughs> they no, made, yeah, they're like, all right, kid. I like the idea that, that Ron Marcini was like, somebody went up to Ron Marcini and was like, should we have this kid's parents sign a waiver? He's like, no, he'll be fine. Dude, does this kid <laughs> have parents? The, some no, of the stuff he does in this movie, I'm like, they don't have, there's no one around watching this kid. No he's one has a, this kid's best interests in mind. He's Ron Martini's ward. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, our first grenade of the movie makes an appearance as it gets thrown at Parrish's car, and then he just backs up his car to get away from it. <laughs> he just throws in reverse. It's like, oh, is that a grenade? All right. <laughs> backs up. Turns yeah, yeah. behind him. Puts his arm back. <laughs> like, All right. Which every other grenade explodes, like, on contact. Like, every other grenade just goes insane, but this one, it, like, bounces off his grill, and he's like... He, he was basically, like, got out, like, looked around, like, looked at the grill... Like, well, that's not good. Picks the grenade up, looks at it, kind of tosses. Yeah, it looks real. Puts it back. He's like, all right, let me let me get out of here. Checks behind his car to make sure there's nothing that'll run over. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The goons search for Parrish around the pile of metal pipes. Um. Parrish pistol whips a goon and robs him. Um. Then the goon fires one sh- or another goon fires one shot and he has to reload. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, no, I wrote that down. <laughs> looks at his gun, yeah. has to reload entirely. I said, why is Ron Martini on the pipes? And I said, why did this guy fire one shot before he has to reload? <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. You got to know how many you have in the chamber. That's nuts. He's like, he's like the guy. It's like uh, in shooting games and uh, first person shooters. When you reload, it only refills the bullets. It doesn't take the whole clip. He's like that guy that's just frantically hitting reload every yeah. time after he shoots. Right, right, right. Um, Parrish tosses grenade. We got our second grenade at the bald goon who reacts to the sound. This is a great scene. So he reacts to the sound of the grenade falling. 
So it obviously hits the ground, but he looks up at Marshini, <laughs> then he dives like he's seeing the grenade, but it's not yeah. like none of this matches up into a coherent scene. No, it's just like it's like they were like they filmed Ron Marchini doing things and then the goons separately. Yes, they're, like, they're, they're two separate scenes. Yeah, like they're like, all right, he's going to do this. And they're like, OK, where do I look? They're like, ah, just to figure it out. Yeah. And then no one knew was told about the sound effect. Like the goon yeah. was not told like because then obviously be like, wait, shouldn't I look at the ground then? Like, why am I looking up? Um. Anyway, he dives away from the explosion. um. So he's safe. Uh, a fat goon arrives. He fat goon? Through- wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Fat goon looks exactly like my dad in the 70s. <laughs> oh, pictures really? of my- <laughs> exactly like my dad. Like, Maybe like, is your dad. That's what I was thinking. I was like, is this my dad? I was like, there's an my dad lived in Sacramento in the eighties. Like, <laughs> I was like, is this my dad? Like, nah, it's not my dad. He th- well, this is a great guy. So Fat Goon shows up, he arrives, he walks directly like around a shipping container. Well, no, so Marshini threw a grenade, and then you see the fat goon like wandering around the shipping container. And then he walks directly into the grenade. <laughs> like he makes it all the way around the shipping container and back to where the grenade is, and then explodes. Like he looks, he's like, "What's what is that? Is that a grenade? Let me just, let me go take a closer look." Yeah. <laughs> um. So he blows up. We hardly knew him. Uh. Another goon that pa- oh the goon that Parrish robbed gets uh, becomes conscious. Up. Yeah. Tries to get his wallet back, but he's shot dead. Yeah. Um. Parrish runs into the bald goon again. He runs out of ammo. So he places, oh, he places, he runs from him. He runs out of ammo and then he places his gun in the pipe. Like he takes time. <laughs> yeah, he stops. In the pipe and continue to run, which I'm like, just throw it on the ground. Just like, drop the gun. Cares? Well, he doesn't want to litter. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I bet it was? I bet it was a rental gun. And he was like, well, I can't drop this. It'll might, it might damage it. I got to come back for it later. So yeah, I, I got to put it somewhere where it'll be nice and safe. No one will pick it up. Um, yeah, good point. So he places the gun in the pipe, runs off, uh, takes off in the cop car. Uh, blonde, the blonde girl who's spying on uh, Marshini, arrives in Adam West's office, gives him a quote unquote report. She's like, here's the report on the mall. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, here's a report on the mall. He's like, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll get to it. Like, calls th- it the report on the report on the mall. Report on the mall. You know. <laughs> <to> report on. <laughs> She's like, Auntie Anne's pretzels, two ninety nine for a pretzel. I'll give it three out of five. Too salty. Yeah. The dip. Orange Julius. I think this the pl- thing. Uh, this place is going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um. They maybe it's, maybe it's just an episode of the Doughboys, and she's just reviewing the the all the fast food in the in the uh, in the. Uh, why can't court? I think of the word food court? Yeah. Um. So blonde exchanges a cold glance with the brunette as she leaves. Yeah, brunette's the one that is probably a porn star. Oh, is that the porn star one? Mindy Miller. I never would have guessed because my guess was this one. <laughs> Yeah, the lady that yeah, I thought the lady that just randomly shows up topless, but no, uh, it's it's um it's the brunette. It's the brunette. I'll be damned. Um, she sure acts like a porn star. Uh, Steve calls Phil Harmon, an old friend slash lover from the department. Joe, his last name is not Hartman. Is it Hartman? It's, his name is Phil Hartman. Oh, his name is Phil Hartman. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, his old friend Phil Hartman. Sure. Um, yeah, this is great because Phil answers the phone. He can't act with shit. He's like, Steve, where are you? No, don't tell me. You're hot, man. Everybody's been asking about you, especially Carruthers. Steve says, I'll bet. Someone tried to hit me this morning. Phil's like, can't talk now. Call me call me back in a couple hours. I'm like, this is like, like, is he like trying to make him jealous? Or like, like, like what's happening here? There's like, he's trying weird... Yeah, he's trying to nag him. But it's so funny how like whenever Ron Martini acts, you're like, this is the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. But then whenever somebody is in a scene with Ron Martini, you're like, all right, he's the second worst actor I've seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe, um, does this guy look familiar? It's Agent Hargrave from Jungle Wolf. He's the is guy that who the one that up? showed up. Oh, it's they the had the conversation with Zach at the <laughs> yeah, uh, airstrip. Yeah. He's like, hey, so uh, got skateboard. He likes skateboard. So wait, I love this that he because they kind of play it like they go way back. Remember, he's like talking about like, hey, we'll go to that spot where we like roughed up those two counterfeiters. So like oh, they have like, is, history. This is the same character. This is just the same actor. Okay, I, it's really hard with these movies. We're like they're using different, same actors for different characters. It's very yeah. like confusing. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, but it is funny because in the first Jungle Wolf, this guy that shows up at the airport, he's like, or at the airstrip, he like has never seen this guy before. He's yeah. like, oh, you he, and he wants nothing to do with him. He's not even like friendly. Right. He's like, get the hell out out of my uh, out of my hair. Uh, the mob boss. Runs his operations out of a metal storage unit. Which I'm pretty sure this is the same place that they filmed the store in uh, Karate Cop. Or Omega oh. no, Omega Cop. Yeah. I'm, pr- yeah, I'm pretty sure somewhere. this is the same place. And Joe, the mob boss, Petroli. I call him Petroleum and then also Peter Petrelli. Petroli, yeah. played by the uh, irreplaceable D.W. Landingham. D.W. Landingham, also known as... Uh, Norm in Omega Cop and Lincoln in Karate Cop. <gasps> I was wondering. This is Bobby uh, Guy Fieri slash Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, it's Guy that Fieri is... slash Bobby Moynihan. I was, I almost thought that. I almost put it in my notes, but I was like, it can't be. He looks like a little different. Yeah. Well, he looks like an. He's he's clearly an '80s guy in this one. Yeah. He's he has that like like old Lincoln, you know, like intensity that he brings to every line. Um, anyway, he runs his operations out of this metal storage unit. Uh, the bald goon comes in, pleads his case, says it's not his fault because he didn't know what he was up against. Bald guy says this. This guy's good. Real good. I know we can take him. We just need more men. He had like 20 men. Yeah, there were so many men, There were so many men. <laughs> he took them all out. With like a few grenades. <laughs> Where did he get the grenades? Dude, this guy has grenades. Wait a second. Where this did he guy get went the to grenades? Costco and stocked up on grenades. He this has guy so got, many Ron Marcini got off a boat, walked to a mall, and got in a cop car. Where did all these grenades come from? He hasn't well, we find out later on. He's got a connection. He's got well, an old war connection. Well, his old war connection then gives him a whole box of grenades later on, but where did the first grenades come from? Probably from him too. <laughs> he's he's okay. got grenades. Cops just have grenades in these movies. Don't ask where he gets his grenades. All right. He, he just has grenades. Ron, Ron Martini's like, don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I committed a lot of war crimes to get these <laughs> grenades. Um, 
So the mob boss says Steve has done serious damage to him in his Central America dealings, and he wants him dead. Uh, so this might be the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> um, the boss gives Bald Goon every possible chance to run out of there, and the goon takes none of the hints, and so he gets shot dead. Yeah. Well, the best part is is we learn his name. We're like, oh, he's Nick. Oh, Nick's dead. Rick, yeah. <laughs> no, his name's Rick. His name was Rick. I thought it was Nick. And No, I think it was... Oh, maybe. It doesn't matter. He's dead. <laughs> um, And the mob boss will take care of Maria and the kids. Sexually. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> no. No, I, like, no. I give him... In my head, he's like... He's like, I'll take care of Maria and the kids sexually. Like, as he's dying, he's like, and the guy's like, what? He's like, oh, wait, no, no, wait. <laughs> Just the first one. Just the first one. Uh, not the kids. Not the kids. <laughs> um, at one point, he even pauses. Oh, this is how much time he gives him to leave. He pauses to sign paperwork from his secretary as he's getting ready to kill this guy. Yeah, I love it. He's like. Here I wrote, uh, this guy is in with Central American cartels, and he offs Baldy because I knew it. This ended with with the Baldy dying. I was like, he offs Baldy, but first he signs paperwork? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. His secretary comes in. It, they handle this like it's an actual office, and they're not just in the middle of a fucking shipping crate. Yeah, and I love that this guy has like paperwork he's got to sign. Right. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It yeah, make- what, what paperwork is he signing? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Cocaine? <laughs> He's signing the the uh the the bill of lading for for it says like illegal gun trafficking money. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. Sign, he's gonna sign. create the paper trail for the gu- yeah. for the connecting the guns and the drugs. Well, he also blows it really bad later with Hartman. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. When, when he when he questions Hartman, he just blows it really bad. Right, right. Uh, after doing a line of coke, mob boss says to leave the body on the floor. It really ties the room together. <laughs> that there's there's a so this at this point there it branches off into another movie. We don't see it yet, where somebody comes in and pees on Nick. Yeah. And he's like, oh come on, man, not not my goon, man. I'm the wrong patrol. <laughs> You're looking for patrol. the other guy. <laughs> um i just love that's insane that he would have the body just like sit there that's gonna be so fucking gross after a day after yeah especially when you consider what happens when people die with their uh pee and poop yeah so oh yeah instantly it's gonna be gross yeah yeah instantly it's gross but uh, okay joe so is it better if somebody comes in and pees on nick or there's another guy who has a dead body in his room named patrolli and he's like oh you got the wrong patrolli man like it's yeah, an then he goes, situation. Yeah, so then Patrolli goes to the big Patrolli and like <laughs> uh takes his one of his dead bodies that he has lying around his mansion. <laughs> and then it, <laughs> at one point it it uh it cuts to uh Mindy Miller and she just doesn't have a toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um Parrish arrives at Jim's place. Uh, notices blood coming from the garage. That's all uh, the garage doors close. So he opens the door. It's just motor oil. I think he just knocked over a can. Like he dropped a can of motor oil on his head. It, it looks very <laughs> black. <laughs> um, so he opens the door to reveal Jim reacts as he does with his, with all of his dead lovers. Indifference. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, Zach! Man. 
there's not even a moment of like, oh my God, Jim, no. Then like he's yelling for Zach. He's just instantly like, huh, Zach, where are you? <laughs> Jim's dead. <laughs> and then he just gives up. Then he gives up. Yeah, and gets drunk. Yeah, Joe, the part of the story that I don't like mm-hmm. is when the little Martini gave up looking for his son after an hour. He didn't put up posters or anything. He just sat on his sat in his living room like a goon and waited. That little yeah. Martini's got to think. You got a kid. You got a responsibility. <laughs> you got a responsibility. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> if your kid is lost, you don't look for an hour and then call it quits. You get your ass out there and you find that fucking that kid. That's right. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, he literally is just like. Zach, ah, he'll show up. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm gonna get drunk. Like he didn't even like walk around the house. <laughs> like, he's just like walks around one side of the house and is like, eh, he'll show up. Whatever. He's probably ATVing, unsupervised. <laughs> What's um, the worst gonna happen? He goes headfirst into a ditch. <laughs> whatever. That kid's me. That kid's basically Kryptonian. <laughs> he can survive anything. Um. So he drunk dials. He decides to drunk dial Harmon. Or Hartman, sorry. Joe, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. We just need to harp. This character's name is Phil Hartman. I think I just didn't want to believe his name was Phil Hartman, (laughs) so I wrote Harmon. Well, they say it's Harmon at one point, but if you look at the credits, it's Hartman. I think they start calling him Hartman at the end, and I'm like, it's a real, it's a real Worthington, Washington situation. It is. (laughs) It's a a Worthington, Washington. (laughs) Um, yeah. So he calls Hartman to tell him he's at Jim's. And his son's gone for the night, so, you know, if Hartman's not doing anything. <laughs> if he's not busy. But I love Hartman reacts like he didn't expect to get a call from Steve <laughs> after telling same, Steve to call him back. He gives the same opening <laughs> line he did in the last one. He's like, Steve, my God, where are you? <laughs> he goes, thank then, you for calling me back. And Steve's like, I'm at Jim's. Someone's got my son. And Hartman goes, oh, no, you have to see Carruthers. He's carrying the ball on this one. Pick a place to meet. So Parrish then takes a stroll down memory lane and chooses that place that they jumped those two counterfeiters back in <laughs> the day. A, which is apparently the cemetery. Yeah, it's a cemetery. <laughs> it's a cemetery. That's right. I didn't even piece that together. You see, it's a. Why would they be in a cemetery? <laughs> and he says that they should meet at 2100 hours, which is 9 p.m. Yes. This is middle. clearly not a business meetup. His kid is missing, and he's like, give me 10 hours. <laughs> this is not a business meetup. You do not meet somebody in a cemetery at 9 p.m. to do business. That is... The business... Grave robbing is a business joke. Grave robbing? But I love... Hold on. This should have been a red flag where he calls Hartman, and Hartman's like, oh, Carruthers already has... He's already working on this thing that you just told me about. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's like, wait, I literally, how does Carruthers know about this? The, is, is Phil a good guy? He is. He's Are we hard. sure? Dude, come on, Joe. We, <clears throat> he gets killed by his wife. He's a good yeah, guy. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter if he's good or bad. <laughs> he got killed by his wife. Um, We get a memory of Parrish abandoning his son in the last movie at the airstrip, where he's just with Oh my god, it even pieces good. With yeah. fucking Hartman. Yeah. With Phil Hartman. Hartman's in the background of this scene as a different character. That's how incompetent this movie is. This does not need to be in the movie, but 
but they put it in anyway with with that guy playing the different character. Yeah, Joe, uh, so many things in this movie don't make sense because there's Ramarchin only knows like eight people and they're in all of his movies. It's so stupid. It's like insane. Um, Steve breaks one of Jim's glasses out of frustration, which is, you know, rude. And for the first time, <laughs> Jim's not going to use it. <laughs> it's just super rude. Um, for the first time, I realize his jacket is open and his bare chest has been exposed this whole time. <laughs> That's right. He's like really like on the sauce look, like just he open hairy chest. Uh, Hartman immediately calls Carruthers to tell him about their meeting with Parrish. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, Parrish digs a grave for Jim in the Another backyard. Another thing, not a thing you just do. Digging graves? You, you call the cops. Your friend sure. was murdered. Yeah. I feel like that's going to get pegged on you if you're like, yeah, my friend. So they're like, so, um, excuse me, Mr. Martini. So you're telling me you got back from, you got back from Central America and you found your friend dead and you buried him without calling the authorities. He's like, that's correct. He's like, also, your son is missing. He's like, that's correct. Uh, did you bury your son as well? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. He does not want the police coming around and asking him questions about what he was doing in Vietnam and what he was doing in Central America. Hey, aren't you that, like, FBI's number one most wanted guy? <laughs> Don't you keep fighting for, like, the Viet Cong and, like, uh, separatist groups in Central America, like, communist groups? He's like, yeah, 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 that's me. Dude, your face has been on the news for, like, ten years now. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah. People forgot people forgot about Jane Fonda because of you. You're the <laughs> right. new Jane Fonda. Um Parrish uh Okay, so while he's digging this grave for Jim, he has a Which memory. is an, Joe, this digging this grave, it's just another Vietnam. It's another Vietnam. It's just another like his dead wife and how he had to burn her and then scream toward the sky. Uh, so that whole scene, if you didn't catch that, there's yeah, another no. whole scene in there from Forgotten Warrior. And then he takes an intense shower while remembering the war in South America. <laughs> Again, <laughs> we're fighting America. against America, Americans. Right. Uh, Parrish meditates while the goons descend on Jim's place. Parrish senses them because he has senses in this movie. He's just is psychic. He's a Jedi. And He's a Jedi, yeah. And he, so he loads a gun. Parrish dons a long-sleeved yellow shirt in yes. this scene. Different. But unbuttoned, unbuttoned down to his nipples. To the nipples, but yeah. nevertheless long-sleeved. Yeah. Um, Parrish, uh, yeah, he takes out multiple goons in the scene. Uh, Parrish takes out a goon, and the goon tries to sneak up on him. Like, he takes him out first, and then turns around. The goon tries to sneak up on him with a rock. And then uh, Parrish disables him and then interrogates him at gunpoint, like presses a gun to his throat. And Parrish is like, where's the boy? And this dude has no idea what he's talking about. (laughs) Uh, So he gets pistol whipped. He's like, I don't know. He's like, where's the boy? No, he doesn't just get pistol whipped. He gets fucking pistol whipped in the trachea. He's dead. He kills him with crushed. The the pistol. But one one of the goons that you skipped over is there's a goon that gets killed when he opens a screen door. Not seeing that Ron Martini is on the other side of it. Like, Ron Martini's just like, he's just like, he must just be standing on the other side of the screen door because he opens the screen door and Martini just like 
kicks him in the chest. Like he was just like standing like right there. That's so weird. It's so stupid. Uh, so there's an Uzi goon who's from like high vantage, like a high vantage point who inexplicably misses Steve with like a billion shots from this Uzi. He's just like, and like misses him. (laughs) Yeah. And, Um, and Steve does his, which, so Steve is an action movie star. Ron Martini is an action movie star. He's shot guns in multiple movies. Did nobody tell him that this is not how you shoot? Like, this is not how it looks like to shoot a pistol. mm. Like every time Ron Martini shoots, he shoots and then he finishes with the gun. Just like completely over, completely over his head. Yeah. And he, every single time he shoots, it does that. There's kick, but it's like, you're a strong man, Ron. Like, there's kick. It's not flying up in the air. Well, thankfully, he has incredible aim, so he only needs the one shot. Otherwise, he'd be kind of screwed, like having to reset his shot. Well, except for at the end of the scene, they show him shooting the last thug twice because they just showed the same, same shot of him coming out from behind the corner twice. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, the last thug they shoot, they just show him shooting twice for like no reason. Like okay. he, he comes around the corner, shoots. Cuts to the thug going, ah, and falling. And then it cuts oh, yes. back to Ron Marcini shooting again. That's right. There's like a double shot. Uh, um, Ponytail Goon. This is like the Bond villain of, of the movie, right? Like he shows up with a silver a, scope revolver. Joe, this is Estrada, baby. It's Oh, is it Estrada or Estrada? Es- I think I called Estrada. it Estrada. Estrada. It's Estrada. Joe, do you know who who's, plays Estrada? Okay. <laughs> I would love to guess. I'm going to say N-word Jim. <laughs> is it N-word Jim? No, but he is in Ninja Warriors without a credit, so he might be N-word Jim. Joe, he's also in uh, Forgotten Warrior as Sergeant and Jungle Wolf as Murdoch. Oh! He trimmed up the stash, grew his hair out, so he can't recognize him anymore. Dad. And all of a sudden, he's Latin American. Yeah, all of a sudden, he's Dime Store's <laughs> Danny Trejo. <laughs> Um, this goon, um, yeah, so he walks toward the house. First he poses, which is great. Like, he poses, yeah. like, on the fence. He gets a glamour, glamour shot. He does his Charlie, Car- Charlie's Angels pause with the gun. And then, and he, then keeps... he starts, you know, walking slowly, descending upon the house. And then, um, Steve pops out on a motorcycle in bright, in a bright yellow helmet and his bright yellow shirt. And then realizes he's screwed, and so he zips back around. <laughs> he's like, oh, wait, I can't just, like, drive at this guy. Yeah, he, he will shoot me and kill me. This isn't this isn't Central America where driving at somebody with a gun just completely breaks their brain, and you can just drive right past them. Exactly, yeah. So he just, like, whips his car or his uh, motorcycle around, drives backward. Uh, but thankfully, no, he's never gets shot at in this scene. Yeah. Or at least not at that point. Uh, so then other goons are firing many shots at Parrish. All of them miss. Uh, they all miss so bad. And so Parrish, like, escapes into a field on the motorcycle. And these two goons, like, chase, like, pull up, like, way late. Like, he's already so far. And yeah. they pull up and they get out of the car. They both fire two shots in the field. And then they're like, well. <laughs> well, they. They they did enough so that Petroli was like, did you try to chase him? They're like, yeah, boss, we tried. We fired our guns. <laughs> yeah, look. Um, yeah, he's long gone. So Parrish then meets Carruthers. Uh, Six or seven in, hours later. <laughs> in a graveyard. <laughs> um, and, dude, 
Carruthers like is sitting on a veteran's grave. Yeah, dude. This is and this is a real graveyard. So he's sitting on a real person's real grave. <laughs> With like a real little flag and like real little flowers. Yeah. He's just like, let me put my butt on this. Uh, thank you for your service, sir. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Perry. Yeah. Carruthers explains that Patrolli, the mob boss, kidnapped Zach as revenge because Parrish messed up his gun for drugs operation in Central America. Uh, Carruthers says Petroli's guys were the ones Steve fought in Central America. The military? <laughs> Steve says he needs to be more clear. Does he mean the rebel communists, the El Salvadorian police, or the U.S. Army? Yeah, which which guys are we talking about here? Or the random guys he kicked into the river in, right? <laughs> in the bazaar. Yeah. Um, and, and I love this where uh, Ron Martini walks up to Carruthers and he's like, someone kidnapped my son. Carruthers is like, yeah, we know the that 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 that's why i'm here like, yeah that's there's another one of those beats where like nothing happens but the one thing that happens just happens repeatedly he keeps saying the same thing over and over yeah. again yeah carruthers yeah, this is where i said carruthers like painfully attempts to explain to parish how he can accomplish two things at once getting his son back and killing patrolli but as we know from the last film uh, Marchini has a hard time comprehending accomplishing two tasks at once, even <laughs> yeah. when they're the same task. Even when so, they're overlapping? Yeah, even when they're the exact same thing. And so eventually Adam West just gives up. He's like, look, we'll make it worth your while. <laughs> like, we'll pay you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, he's like, I'll give you one agent. He's like, that's fine. Yeah. I, Adam West walks away. He's like, what an idiot. This, this guy took guy. one too many blows to the head, man. <laughs> this fucking guy. How many more? How much longer in this movie? Like pauses it to like look at the timer. Uh, Carruthers has the balls to say Parrish owes them for botching the Central America job. Uh, apparently, the ambassador never made it back. That's not Martini's fault. No, it's not. Martini got him to the helicopter. He did his part. They took off without him. Yeah, that's like like Kate watches these like um like paramedic shows. And their whole thing, they're like, our job is just to get them to the hospital alive. Like, mm-hmm. once it's out of our hands once that happens. I kind of feel like it's like, uh, Steve would be like, the, the ambassador, he was on the helicopter. They left me. What did you want me to do? Yeah, it's they, not they, like they, Parrish was like in the helicopter, like dangling the ambassador <laughs> out of the fucking thing. And yeah. he got riddled with bullets. Like, he wanted to get on the helicopter to protect him. He just didn't have yeah. a chance. Yeah, or he was like, yeah, I know, the ambassador is dead. We probably shouldn't have played Russian roulette, but I was bored, so. Right, but there's an easier route to this than, like, blaming him for something that's not his fault. He could have just been like, hey, you're Steve Parrish. You've committed war crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, um, there's a file on you that's about three feet thick. You fought with the Viet Cong. You fought with uh, Central American communists. You've killed Americans. <laughs> Greater men have been hung for this. Yeah. <laughs> they're using the treason word, man. Yeah, we, they're big, they're throwing the T around, the big T. Or even, or even, here, here's another way to do the scene. Martini meets with Carruthers. Martini goes, they have my son, Zach. And Carruthers goes, I know, it's uh, Peter Petrelli. He's a big gun runner. We we can work together on this. Like it doesn't have to be adversarial. He could just be like, yeah. we can work together on this and we can get your son back. But and Jeff, if- you know, immediately that Carruthers is a bad guy because Marcini's being rude. <laughs> That's true. Marcini is <laughs> mean to him. very rude. The first time Carruthers name gets brought up by Phil Hartman, 
on the phone, he's like, uh, Carruthers is asking about it. He's like, I'll bet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's a bad guy. <laughs> he's a bad guy. Um, Parrish wants no help from Carruthers, and he, he walks out of there. Then we get a shot of a mysterious figure who walks in on sleeping Zach, pulls out a syringe to knock him out, I guess. <laughs> He's sleeping. I wrote to put nanobots in him or whatever X versus ever was about. <laughs> who can remember? Something with nanobots or, or I don't know. Something. COVID vaccine. Something. Um, Parrish sneaks into the police station at night. Actually, that X versus Sever, back to X versus Sever, real quick. That movie's like all about anti-Asian bigotry. That's true. Because they blame Lucy Liu for stuff that's not her fault. Yeah, because she was a, a girl baby in China that they kidnapped to make a secret agent. Joe, that that's a memory I don't want to have in my brain. <laughs> oh, you're, you pushed this out. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> You were like, remember X versus Ever? I was like, I'd really like to not remember. <laughs> remember. It's it's the red dragon scene. You're like, here's Antonio Banderas. Do you see? Here he, he's just standing on top of a train. Do you see? Here's many grenade launchers. Do you see? <laughs> um, Parrish sneaks into the police station at night. And takes what you like that? <laughs> you no, like the idea when he gets what? into the police station, he just sneaks up on a guy. Just there's this wide open room. Yeah. <laughs> His plan is to sneak up on a guy on the opposite end of the room that's facing him, and it yeah. works. Well, and then he goes like, because he's sleeping, and then he goes, "Guh!" and then he like knocks <laughs> him out. Um, oh man, yeah, he's like great. napping. Also, we, we need to address, who does Carruthers work for? This isn't the police station. This has got to be, they keep saying the agency. I think it's the CIA. It, if it's the CIA, this is disturbingly easy to break into. <laughs> this is um, like, yeah, I mean, their their entire security is one guy just taking a nap. Taking a nap. And, yeah. it, well, no, there's two levels. There's the napping guy. And then there's one guy that keeps himself up with, like, listening to political radio, like international yeah. politics on the radio. <laughs> Which, though, the I the one guy tries to talk to the other guy about it. He's like, I really don't care about the Israel-Syrian. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, he's like, he's like, see, the thing is, like, <laughs> everybody thinks, like, you can just, like, make it two states. But really, like. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? Which, Joe, is this anti-Semitism? Oh, the Israel-Syria stuff? Dude, uh, Yes, because if you listen carefully, they're like, uh, there's a conflict that's erupted between Israel and Syria on the border. Uh, Israel sent their fighter planes <laughs> in and blew up some Syrian sites. It's like, oh, really? What did Syria do, huh? Uh, what did huh? Syria do? Huh? So anti-Semitism on Passover, Joe. Of all days. Of all times, Passover. I'm we gonna pretend were like slaves. <laughs> Um, All right, so he's in. He's invaded the CIA facility in Vernalis, California. So let's get back I to actually, it. Wait a minute. I like the idea of this being the CIA because this guy's listening to, like, international radio. I like the idea of, like, a head CIA agent 
like that's how they get their intelligence. They like listen to the radio and they're like, oh, here, Israel and Syria. Oh, okay. He gets up. He's like, uh, let me go to aljazeera.com. He's like, all right, yeah. all right, all right. I see what's happening here. Learning some stuff here. Yeah. Uh, parachute. <laughs> guy out. He's, they're like, they're like Jenkins. Uh, what do you know about the Israeli-Syrian border? He's like, uh, uh, uh. Let me, let me, let me go to the bathroom. He just Google's Israeli-Syrian border and he's like. All right, got it. And he like goes back in the office. Yeah, he's like, let me check with my informant. And he's like, who's that? He's like, he uh, goes by Q. <laughs> um, Parrish uh, is digging through these files in this in this place and a Rolodex. <laughs> the Rolodex is so funny because it's like cuts to a close up of the Rolodex and then Martini delicately opening the Rolodex and then going through it. Yeah, and, like, flipping through it. But then when he gets the thing he wants, he, like, rips it out violently. (laughs) (laughs) I love this because so many things are just, like, let's get some files. Like, Ninja Warriors was just, like, let's get some files. Yeah, with no setup as to what these files are. There's no, like, what are the files? Yeah, I don't know what these files are. They don't explain it. (laughs) They're just, like, what is going on here? Well, he's, like, I found out about Petroli. Is that what it was, where Petroli is? Which is Petroli's location just, like, in a Rolodex in the CIA? Yeah, that would be insane, because that would mean Carruthers is, like, keeping documentation of his relationship with Petroli. Yeah. In, which, in like, the official CIA Rolodex. And yeah. like, which we learn later, the CIA is, uh, the, the Petroli and Carruthers relationship, not great about operational security. Not but, at all. No. They keep wanting to use each other's guys for stuff. Yeah. They're like, I want to use all your guys and get all your guys on this. And he's like, no, I want all your guys We're on guys. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the security guard wakes up, one of them who's knocked out. He pulls the alarm and then chases Parrish and fires a gun at him. Then he gets kicked down a ladder to his death. Joe, I laughed so hard at this point because I was like, what is he going to like? Because he shoots at Martini once and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to climb this ladder. And I was like, Ron Martini is just going to shoot him when he reaches the top. But it was even funnier because he just kicks him in the face. Yeah. (laughs) And then he just like falls down the ladder. And then, Joe, hard cut. We had hard cut to butt. Now we got hard cut to boobs. Hard cut to butt, boobs and bush, baby. We got full frontal nudity. From the side. <laughs> Full sidle nudity. <laughs> uh, blonde spy girl is uh, getting out of the shower. And Parrish is waiting for her <laughs> in her living room. Sitting in her living room, which she doesn't seem to care. We're, we're more disturbed by it than she was. She reacts like she was pretty much expecting him to be there. Like we were talking about this before. It's just kind of like if you like if your wife came home and was like, oh, my God, I thought you were out. Yeah. But you, you but. It's replaced by the instant relief of, oh, you're supposed to be here. But in this case, he's not. Well, here's here's the perfect example. So this morning when I took a shower, Kate was at Home Depot. She uh-huh. came home when I was drying myself off. And I and like, but I leave the, the bathroom door open so the dog doesn't scratch at the door when I'm home alone. And yeah. that was the reaction. I was like, oh, hi. Like, oh, you're home. Okay. But it's yeah. like, you are supposed to be here. Rob Martini was not supposed to be here. No. The most <laughs> contact they've had is, like, glancing at each other across the street in front of the mall. Did they even do that? Did Rob Martini quick. even glance at her? I oh, think he Martini locked eyes with her, and she was just like, oh, shit. And she drove out of there. Between which, like, him, the women running from him and him stealing the cop car. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he took a brief moment to stare at her. Um, so he's waiting for her there. Uh, they hold a conversation while a neck towel is barely covering her boobs. Talking, uh, you said the relief pitcher for the Mets, like in a post-game press yeah. conference. Just like towel around the neck or just just nonchalantly. It's like, you know, I had a rough inning. It was just, you know, my my cutter wasn't working well. And like, and she's just like barely, it's like not even. Like I, I got a shot here. I didn't even have to look hard for this one. Her no. boob is entirely exposed <laughs> as she tucks like the the towel into her cleavage area. Yeah, cuz so there's a way to cover your chest with the towel. Like you you drape it. She doesn't do that. She like grabs the ends and like pulls on them and like makes it as skinny together. as possible and yeah. inward. Yeah. yeah. Well, we find out later she's 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 in with uh Ron Marchini, so she's maybe into she, him. Yeah, maybe she's like, "Uh? Maybe showing off the goods a little bit." Yeah. Yeah. Uh Parrish tries to claim he snuck into her apartment while she was showering for his son. Yeah. He's like, oh, is this is this not where my son is? She's like, what is this about? He's like, I'll tell you what this is about. It's about this. And he throws a picture of his son. She's like, really? Who is this? And, uh, and she's like, who is this? <laughs> what do you? Who is this person? Uh, she's like, uh, you know, I mean, I I am a whore, but I've got standards. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring some kid into this. Uh, the blonde want, uh, says she has no idea that he'd be jumped at the mall. Which is kind of weird. Like, I can't figure out how she was involved in this thing and, like, she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, like, I don't understand how what the chain of events were that ended up with her at the mall. Did they have somebody scoping out the boat on the plaza? Like, how did she end up at the mall? Is she just waiting for Ron Martini to get home and go to this mall? They're like, we have intel that this is Steve Parrish's favorite mall. He will yeah, be but stopping also, there. She would have to know that, like, she's in an adversarial place like like she can't just be like oh i didn't know they were there to like capture you or kill you it's like yeah what do you think you were there for yeah and she's like and one last thing is that weird guy shaving his head in the bathroom again i need to know because <laughs> that guy i've reported him <laughs> he's tried that in the women's bathroom i like the i like the idea that she's been there for days and there's just reports there's like bald man with small bag every single day walking into the mall she's like yeah. what is there for <laughs> That was her. She was uh, his primary tale until Steve yeah. Parrish came along. Yeah, that's who she was tailing. Yeah. Uh, Blonde sets up a date to go to Petroli's headquarters mm-hmm. and abandon cement factory. Uh, the Blonde says, by the way, do you mind if I get dressed? And Parrish, like, something snaps in him because he immediately goes over and handcuffs her to the doorknob. <laughs> like, this, this is a bizarre kind of, like, rapey turn that's happening. Well, it's it's even worse. So to set it up, Ron Martini is sitting in a chair on, like, think of a room as a rectangle. He's on the small end of the rectangle. The opposite side goes down a hallway. She goes, I'm going to get dressed. She goes down the hallway a little bit to get in the closet. Ron Martini gets up walks across the living room and just like watches her get dressed for a second and then he handcuffs her yeah she turns right he does he stops (laughs) watches her she's getting dressed then she turns she's like what are you doing and he's like ah and he (laughs) handcuffs her to the knob and then she's like what (laughs) like she doesn't get it because she's like i'll just fuck you like you don't have to do all this i like the idea of ron martini's just like i'm in over my head i'm in over my head like he's just like oh you just panic and handcuffs her these Steve Parrish movies are like a 
they're like the evolution of a psychosexual predator that had like <laughs> one bad scene, one bad sex moment, his first sex moment that went horribly wrong with my Lund. And then he just couldn't process relationships with women for the next two movies. Well, we, we'll talk about that because this is the second time in two movies that he's got to think about his dead wife before getting it, getting it up. Oh, for yeah. we'll, we'll get there. We'll get <laughs> but what I love too is Ron, you can tell Ron Martini's panics because he's like, all right, I'm a handcuffer to this closet door, but I'm not going to check to see if there's a screwdriver just inside this closet. Well, not only <laughs> that, but he's panicking all the way out of the room. Like he leaves the apartment and like looks around, like he did something horrifying in there. <laughs> and the like, net on this is it saves him like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he leaves. He, like, looks all around for witnesses. And then, um, uh, like, kind of... He holds wait, a newspaper very normally to hide the gun. So he's got he's got a newspaper. And he's just got it, like, draped over his arm. Like, yeah. like he's a, like a, 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 maitre, a maitre d'. Like, he's just got yeah. it draped over his arm. Like, very normal. He's normally. like a hobo maitre d'. <laughs> it's a yeah. newspaper instead of a <laughs> napkin. Um... So and then he trundles off, uh, as you would say. Nice and, word. <laughs> and then the blonde, we go back to her. She's unscrewing the doorknob to escape, super <laughs> the, easily. The, the time it took him to find this newspaper to cover the gun is like yeah. the time it took her to undo the the uh, the screws on the door. Yeah, she's never panicked. She's just like, oh, here's the screwdriver. All right, here we go. She's <laughs> like, this idiot. It's like this idiot handcuffed me to my utility closet in my hallway. Like, <laughs> uh, then she leaves and she wraps a white handkerchief around her left hand. Yeah, to cover the um, screwdriver um, handcuff. Because mm. she's still oh, got right the handcuff. handcuff. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the blonde's name is Terry, and a cop because she walks into the station right, and someone says, "Hey, Terry." Uh, the cop tells her someone broke into the station last night. And Terry says, I know. No further questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. No. Cool. How do, you, how do you know? Oh, he was in my apartment. He, he, okay. handcuffed, he handcuffed me to my door. Right. I was nude at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. You're always new, Terry. We get it. We know. Yes, yes. Every casual Friday. <laughs> um. Terry sees Zach in the police station being wheeled away in a wheelchair, uh, Which unconscious. I, I feel like if you have a, if you've secretly kidnapped a child, you just here's, don't roll him around the hallways of the CIA during business. <laughs> here's a better way to reveal this, right? <laughs> and the kid looks dead too. The kid's just like completely out. The the idea that nobody at this agency would question dead kid or unconscious kid in a wheelchair being wheeled around. Yeah. By like weird fucking brunette woman that looks like a Bond villain. She doesn't dress like an agent or like no. a cop. She just she looks like a Bond villain. Yeah, she looks evil. But yeah, have her have Terry like walk by a room and hear Zach talking or the door like the door's closing. She sees Zach in the room. Don't have Zach just being wheeled around the CIA in a right. chair. It's insane. Uh, Terry also also this is the scene I realized that Zach Parrish is also wearing bright yellow clothes. Yes, this family only owns one color of clothing. It's, it's yellow. Clothes. You wear yellow. You're my son. You wear yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really abusive and aggressive. Yeah. 
<laughs> he comes home with a black shirt. Like, like Ron Martini, like he comes home and Ron Martini is like, what is this? He's like, where did you find this? Where? Zach's like, no, no, I'm just holding it for a friend. It's fine. It's not mine. It's not mine. Like in the, you're going to wear a black t-shirt in my house. You bring this filth into my house. <laughs> He's like, you know what? You want to wear a black t-shirt? Fine. And he like pulls out. There's like 30 black t-shirts. You're like, you're going to wear all these black t-shirts at once. That'll Here's teach you. T-shirt. Here's a, it's like searching for Bobby Fisher. Here's a black t-shirt. Here's a black t-shirt. Here's a black t-shirt. Um, Zach is no Terry sees Zach being wheeled away. And then Terry types something into a computer that I cannot read. She is super Steve Parrish. She just Googles Steve Parrish on the CIA computer. But then the results turn up see Carruthers. Is that what it said? You have better. Okay. So she types in Steve Parrish. She gets see Carruthers and she's just like Carruthers. Like, what is the connection there? <laughs> I like the idea that the thing says see Carruthers. So she's like, she just like looks up Carruthers and is like, why is Ron, why is Steve Parrish in the Carruthers thing? But okay. Like she could just read about it in the Carruthers database, but she's like, I, I guess I'll go talk to Carruthers. I like the idea of her sitting there for hours where it says, uh, Steve Parrish. She types in Steve Parrish. It says CC Carruthers. And she, <laughs> she types C Carruthers. It says CC S Parrish. <laughs> she's like, I'll she get types the S Parrish. Literally four hours. Of just that. <laughs> um, Zach is handcuffed to a bed while the devious brunette, Gets ready to inject him again. Then Terry barges in to save the boy and str- struggles with the brunette. Catfight, am I right, Joburg? Meow. Meow. Uh, Zach gets a hold of the syringe and plunges it into the brunette's butt. Gives her like an impromptu butt injection. Yeah, stabs her in the butt. Which, this kid, Zach rules. I'm sorry. Uh, Z- debatable. Zach... <laughs> Zach sucks, but he also has the like wherewithal and uh, mental processing of a of a fully grown adult. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but like also, he's like, like he's, he's like she so wanted good. to inject me with this, so yeah. I should. So obviously it's bad, so I should inject her with this. Like that mental wherewithal to pick up the syringe, and he has like a psycho look on his face. Like they saw him pick up the syringe, he's like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you, lady. I think he might be like a little borderline personality disorder because he's like fully adult in some scenes. And then real soon, he's like way younger than he should be. So. That's true. That's true. Um, maybe he's got, maybe he's like uh, he's uh, in um, Split. Yeah. He's got all these personalities. Yep. Uh, there's Terry or no, I'm sorry, not Terry. There's uh, uh, Zach. There's Cal. There's... <laughs> there. <laughs> There's him as a baby who is half Vietnamese. There's Vietnamese, <laughs> there's Vietnamese Zach. <laughs> um, Terry barges in to save him. And they struggle. He stabs her. Uh, Terry and Zach escape. Uh, Patroli tells a goon to tell Carruthers that he needs another arm shipment. Uh, but this is uh, Carruthers' goon. And Carruthers' goon tells Patroli to sell the drugs that he has because Carruthers wants cash. And then Patroli says, it's not easy to sell coke in the 80s. The goon says, <laughs> the agency needs the money. And tells Patroli to pay half of what he owes. And then they'll talk about guns. I love that the CIA is like, hey, look, we're a little strapped for cash right now. Uh, can you just like, like, you owe us this much. We'll take half now. Like, we're not trying to bother you. But, you know, right. 
if you, if, it costs us money to get these guns, and so we, we, we need money back, man. It's like a fully contained Iran-Contra. It's just like right. Contra Contra. <laughs> well, and that's the fucking crazy thing because he's like, it's not easy to move this much product. It's like, first of all, super easy. You live in like the decade of drugs. And yeah. second of all, the CIA is on your side or like whatever agency, the government agency this is, like you're not getting arrested. Just sell the drugs. Just do whatever you want. You could sell it at the police station. You're fine. <laughs> you can sell it to anybody you want and it's not going to matter. Um, Patroli is yelling at a guy on the phone. To tell Leo that he'll have his shipment by Monday. So he's doing customer complaints. Like, Petroli does everything. Yeah, this is like that, uh, you know, we always talk about, like, he's the head guy. Why is he putting himself in this yeah, dangerous why position? Why isn't he delegating? Why is he making, like, customer, <laughs> handling customer service complaints? <laughs> it's hard to find a good customer, customer service line in the drug trade. Yeah, he has a secretary. He can just have her handle this. That's true. So there was a woman whose only job was to bring them paperwork. She can pick up a phone. Um, yeah. Uh, I also like this scene because it like it indicates that Patroli is like stretched real thin. Yeah, like Like, he's he's in debt to the agency. He fucking is like struggling with these arm dealers, like trying to keep them level. He's he is. Uh, Tony Soprano. He's like he's a just, month from going under, dude. He's like yeah. in trouble. He's that's why he's like operating out of a places. fucking yeah. warehouse. Yeah, that'd be great. He's like, he's like, he's like, last this time last month, I had a full facility. Now I'm in this warehouse. Now Carruthers wants his money. Do you know how hard it is to sell cocaine in the 1980s? It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, God damn it, I'm I'm taking a nap. You're like, I'm going to bed for the night. He just goes. There's like a cot right in the corner. He just lays down. Or he does the George Costanza. He just lays under his desk. Under the desk. He's got the bed desk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hartman gets Joe. dragged in. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. <laughs> the character Phil Hartman. He gets dragged in. Hartman says, what the hell is this all about? And Petroli says, poor Mr. Hartman. You really don't understand, do you? And he blows his nose, which is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you got like, it from all the coke, Joe. You got this intense scene, and you're going to fucking blow snot rockets into a thing. I like, I like the idea. He's like, oh, Hartman, you have no Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea what you're in for. Oh, it was a fake out. Okay. <laughs> um, I know you've been running an investigation into my activities, Mr. Uh, activities. Mr. Carruthers has given you to me so that we may find out everything you know. Hartman says, fuck you. Patrolli says, find out what he knows. <laughs> he just dropped the ball. That's I kept making the noise of him dropping the ball. He's oh, like, yeah. he's like, Hartman, did you know that your boss is in on it with me? No. Oops. Find <laughs> out what he knows so I don't now. blow it again. <laughs> like, he's like, find out what he knows so I don't accidentally tell him too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> just get him out of here. He like he does panic because he says find out what he knows twice. Yeah. It's just like him realizing, holy shit, what did I just do? <laughs> and a sitcom it, it'd be like, so you know why we're here? And he's like, Yes. Why are we here? Why well, do you think we're yeah, here? <laughs> why do you think we're here? Well, we have mutual interests. He's like, I agree. What do you think of those mutual interests? <laughs> What are your interests so I can tell you what my mutual interests yes. are? 
Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Exactly. Totally. I'm here, aren't I? Uh, Patrolli. Hold on. Sorry. Carruthers. So Carruthers gets Hartman, gives him to Peter Petrelli. Um, Do you get that reference? Heroes. Peter Petrelli. Peter Petrelli was one of the characters on Heroes. Oh no. Okay. Peter Petrelli. He he gives him. uh, He gives him to Peter Petrelli. Why doesn't Carruthers just let Hartman do the report and then just sit on the report? Or reassign Carruthers. I feel right. like there's a lot of things that can happen other than handing him over. Like there's a lot of there's there's a lot of things here that don't end with uh, your idiot mob uh, connected uh, business partner just spilling the beans everywhere. Right. Who like can't even hold onto a fucking van? It turns out later. Um, Patroli then takes a break to pay. There's so many. I don't know what it is. Why is, about these why is he doing payroll? There's so <laughs> many scenes that show the many jobs of mob boss Patrolli. Yeah. Like he he goes over to the ladies who we see him in the background before they're like sorting the coke into bags and he like gives them a little bonus. He's like, this is for you. Like he gives them coke. Like he's you like, know, this is for you. And they're yeah. like, oh, thank you. And you know how it's always like like. You ever know, like, it's always, like, young, naked women doing these, like, in, in like, any other movie. It's, like, yeah. young, naked women, so they can't hide the coke anywhere. Yeah. Uh, these are just, like, the 50-somethingest women I've ever seen. They're just, like, Ron Martini's, like, bridge club. Church group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, They're, like, yeah, they're, like, the church choir girls, <laughs> the women that are there. Um, Petroli and Estrada the bond goon take off while the rest of the crew watches the compound parish immediately breaks into compound. Yeah. They're not very good at this. Uh, parish finds a beaten and bloodied Hartman, uh, who tells parish that Carruthers has his son. And Oh my God, is that a noose? (laughs) Was there a noose? There's something around his neck. Uh, that's I don't not think that good. was supposed to make it on screen. <laughs> I don't think so. But we do find this is where we do find out that uh, Peter Petrelli did in fact blow it because he's like Carruthers is in on it, so he didn't know beforehand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just found out Carruthers is in on it. Uh, but then Parrish is like, I know. Which yeah, it kind of felt like one of those moments. You know, you have like some friends who will be like. Uh, or friends or acquaintances, right? That you'll say something and they'll be like, oh yeah, I knew that. And you're like, like, no, you didn't. You fuck. <laughs> you didn't, you liar. You couldn't possibly. Yeah. Oh my God, he does have something around his neck. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh uh, boy. Hartman is trying to apologize to Steve for not making enough time for them. But Steve is dissociating from him in real time. <laughs> he's like yeah 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 whatever 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 no it's great he's like steve i gotta tell you something he's like uh-huh he's like <laughs> looking around like <laughs> he's like can you hurry this up i gotta go get my son uh he waits for the goon to shoot hartman before he shoots back like the goon comes <laughs> out and they both look at him and and like steve's like you gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> steve's like here you go he here like you leans go. out of the way take your shot he he's takes like, a shot and then he shoots him. The goon comes out and he's like, oh, ho- what? hold on, hold on. Let me, I'm just going to stand over here. All right, all right, take your shot. Take your shot. Go for it. This guy <laughs> is too clingy. <laughs> uh, 
he gets into a gunfight with goons. Uh, this gunfight in the with the goons leads to Parrish escaping in a white van to the one place they know he could possibly be. Yes, they're like, here's a list of places. The guy where the place where we saw him before. As long as he doesn't go literally anywhere else, I think we got him. Dude, I get the impression this is an open warehouse, so it's actually stunning to me that Steve is able to hold this conversation with Hartman because I just imagined it as like a long open <laughs> like a, container, like a like an airport hangar type. Yeah, where it's, yeah. You know what? You're right. It's I think just they like just fill it room. with planes for the last scene. I think yeah. it's the exact same place, and the sound just carries. Yeah, yeah. You know the um, the, where, the warehouses down in Gillis, California, don't really uh, do anything. Yeah. To stop the sound. Yeah. I don't very, know if you know this, but I made acoustic. a list. I made a list of Central Valley towns, and I just keep dropping them. There you go. <laughs> we'll get the right one eventually. Um, there's a gunfight with the goons. Uh, he escapes in the van. The goon shoots at the escaping van. It's like it doesn't do anything, obviously, and the goon just goes, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> like he shoots a couple of bullets. Realize the van just drives off. He's like, "Damn!" I really <laughs> thought that was gonna work. Like, like you get more upset when you're like trying to plug something in and it doesn't work the first time. Like, it's just like, come on. It's like, <laughs> damn. And uh, then Joe, we get the scene, the emotional family scene that Ron Martini has been waiting all movie for. Yes. Terry is waiting for Steve at Jim's place with a gun pointed at the entrance. Steve, their relationship's so cool. Like, <laughs> she's not supposed to be there. Yeah, they're just like pointing a gun at him as he comes in. And she has his kid. Yeah. And instead of going all like, you know, good fellas like Karen, (laughs) like beating her, he's just kind of like, like he he gives her a look like, come on. He goes, he goes 80s uh, sitcom intro face on her. He's like, come on. Yeah. She's like, okay. She like (laughs) rugs with the gun. Um, Terry reveals that she has Steve's son. Steve says, thanks. All three- <laughs> That's it. This emotion, this whole, the impetus of this whole movie, from the first time we see Ron Marchini, he's talking about, I need to go see my son. Literally the first scene. He's like, yeah. I've been at war. The only thing I care about is getting to my son. And then he gets to his, and then the, his impetus for the whole movie is getting his son. And when Zach, and, and, and Zach too, the first time we see Zach, he's asking about his dad. This is yeah. their exchange. Dad, Zach, <laughs> thanks. Hug, forced hug, thanks. That's it. Ron Martini doesn't even get down to his level to hug him. He just no, like, puts he lets his him hug around. his legs. Yeah. He gives one of those kinds of, like, he could shake him off at any moment, you know? <laughs> and this is, this, is the, this is what has been driving Ron Martini this whole movie is this point. And he's like, you know, a little part of me was hoping I wouldn't find you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, buddy, uh, there's a be... part that was hoping there would be another naked woman behind that door. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Zach, it's really good to see you. But the last time I saw her, she was naked. So why don't you buzz off? Let me see what I can do. Come back in like 45 minutes. <laughs> we'll get there. So that all three. Ig- ig- ignore the small child size grave I dug in the backyard just in right. case. Um, they all three flee the house because they know that uh, the goons are coming. And he, sorry, Ron Martini let her have the coolest moment in the whole movie. 
where she's like, hold on, let me get my, st- I got to get my stuff. And it's like, oh God, she's got to get lady things. And then she comes back with a shotgun and, yeah. and t- she throws the shotgun to Ron March. Like, this is the coolest part in the whole movie. It is. It is. This is her taking charge. Yeah. And As she, all just, women do in these relationships, once they realize that he's not sexually interested really in them, he, they go overboard trying to be the man. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to own this relationship. I'm going to be the man. She's in charge now. And and I like Ron Machini looks at it. He's like, two guns? She's like, yeah. He's like, do you, do you have any grenades? <laughs> he's just like, he's just like scratching like a crackhead. He's like, do you have, do, do, I mean, do you, do you have grenades? He's like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I got a guy. We'll no, get out of no, here. No, 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 no. It's cool. I, I think I can get two for this handgun. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is oh Carruthers. First we get Carruthers. He's angry over the phone, and wants every man, uh, every man patrol he has working on this. Yeah, um, and and I love that they tried to make the evil woman like she just like woke up from the trank, but she honestly she looks hungover. Yeah, like she's just like splayed over the desk, like her head in her hand. She's just like, oh god, did we do tequila shots last night? I remember tequila shots. Did that happen? You know what it is? They told her that she was going to do, like, a sex scene to get her to do this movie. And just the <laughs> whole time she started to realize, like, this is not a porn shoot. <laughs> this is just a really bad movie shoot. Well, they said that they were going to stick her in the butt, which they did. They did. She just, she just misheard it. She did. Yep, yep. <laughs> They're very tricky. Uh, we're at a hotel, and it's mm-hmm. bedtime for Zach. Who has hotel, to be a hotel slash Matthew Kratos's house in Samurai Cop too? Right. It's bedtime for Zach, who has to be undressed and tucked in at like ten years old. Very creepy that Ron Martini was like. So in this scene, I'm gonna be undressing this child. Yeah, he's like pulling his shirt off and his shoes and like tickling him, <laughs> like with more fervor, love, and energy than the first time I saw him after almost dying in Central America. Yeah, this is not love. This is something else. I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is like way uncomfortable. And he's ten years. Like I cannot over exaggerate. This is a ten year old child who's being put to, to tucked in like he's like five. Joe, he's t- eleven. He's, he's older like, than ten kicking his legs up yeah and ron's like all right get under the covers you little rascal come on a little kid yeah they really they play this kid all over the place age-wise like this is like behavior for like a four-year-old he blows a guy away with a shotgun (laughs) (laughs) he can't even fucking like put himself to sleep are you kidding me it's very rare that somebody gets tucked in and they do murders in the same (laughs) movie And competently escape a car in an on an ATV. Yeah. Um, Zach then says, Dad, can you tell me about that place again? Steve says, that place? Well, yeah. I'm thinking, so I'm here, I'm like, oh, he's going to tell him about Vietnam. This is yeah, where he's from. his mom's home. Well, tell yeah. him about mom again. Yeah, tell him where I was, Dad, tell me about mom and where I was born. It's like, okay. But what does he tell him about, Joe? Uh, well, they can't tell him Vietnam because then he'll start to be like, wait. <laughs> why am I an Aryan? Why why do I look like a little Aryan prince? Why do I look like Hitler's wet dream? <laughs> um, That place? Well, when we get out of here, I'm going to take you to a place that's real pretty. Sun, swimming pools. You remember those, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I was going to say, sun, I wrote sun, swimming pools. Insanely manicured baseball diamonds. Yeah, right, right. 
Sun, swimming pools. Fair enough. Okay. Have nothing but good times, all right? Just you and me, all right? You get some sleep tomorrow. We're going to ditch Blondie. <laughs> Just you and me. We're going to ditch Blondie. Okay. You're jumping the gun, man. This, okay. He's like, you get some sleep tomorrow. We have a big day. Now, you stay in this room while I go have awkward sex in the adjoining room. And don't knock unless you're getting kidnapped again. He's like, I'm going to give this to you. I know you know how to use it. He just gives him a shotgun. Right. He's like, defend yourself. Don't come knocking for anything, okay? Don't he make like me regret it. giving you the shotgun. He hugs it like a teddy bear and starts, like, <laughs> sucking like, on his thumb. His thumb, not the end of the barrel, which maybe he should. Right. <laughs> with, with this dad. Um, But that's insane. He would leave his son. He, like, closes the door. Yeah. His, his son, son is, is in a separate hotel room. Who just and got the- kidnapped. He just got kidnapped. He just got kidnapped and reunited after like years. Yeah. But nope. He's uh he's like, I got more things to worry about. Like thinking about my dead wife and Maria so that I can uh I gotta get, get some of these hormones out, yeah. kid. You'll understand when you're a fully grown psychopath. Uh Terry mistakenly thinks Steve and Zach are close. Steve does not correct her. He's like, you guys must be close. He's like, yeah, close enough to leave him here for like three years. <laughs> he's like, you know what? This kid, he, he's not very cool. Like, I, I kind of hate hanging out with him. I'm, I'm going to tell you a secret. I almost blew him up in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wish I did. Like, I I was thinking about it. Like, she was like walking toward the tripwire <laughs> and I didn't stop her for like a really long time. <laughs> I was like, all my problems would be solved. Like, that's what that'd be great. That's what he remembers. And he's just like when he has the dream sequence later, he's just like, no, no. <laughs> Why keep didn't walking. I let her blow him up? <laughs> keep walking. <laughs> Please keep walking. Um, Terry wants to know if there's room in his life for a woman. And Steve said he's never really thought about it. And then he thinks about it. Specifically about it. <laughs> Imagine picking up from this movie. You're like, who is this Asian woman? Like, <laughs> Because they talk about him going to Central America. So you're like, okay, that's what this this Hispanic lady is. They're like, pick up from this. Like, who is this Asian woman? There's no way to know that that's Zach's mother. Because Zach is blonde-haired, blue-eyed. He's not half Vietnamese. They're like, who is this woman? (laughs) You know the other thing, though? They don't even show in this movie, like, the wedding. It's just like... It's just like a scene where she's like in pain while he's, this looks like a Vietnam rape. Like a That's fucking... what I was going to say. I was going to say, this is a comfort woman. Like if you just yeah. pick up from this movie, like this is a comfort woman. An unwilling comfort woman. Yeah. Cause we talked about it from the first movie. She did not look happy. That's another time that I think that he's going through. We're breaking space time. So yeah. he could keep putting her, making this un- very uncomfortable face in. Totally. Totally. Um, so they embrace and kiss and flashes of my Lun and Maria pour across the screen, including the discomfort during sex. Yeah. We just and she's talked. like, what are you thinking about? He's like my dead wife and this woman I shacked up with in Central America. She's also dead. Probably doesn't bode well for you. <laughs> you know what they say? Two times coincidence, three times a trend. So we'll, we'll they, hold off on this theory. They say fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Uh, can't get fooled again. He can't get fooled again. Uh, suddenly, Parrish is asleep. This is like, so he was just having flashbacks of sex during sex. Now he's asleep. Having so flashbacks how much of this was happening in his head, really? Because this is a really <laughs> awkward cut. Um, 
Suddenly, Parrish is asleep and having nightmares of getting his ass kicked in torture and falling over a waterfall in a bamboo cage. And then Terry wakes him up. Now, she's naked, which would normally mean sex. But remember, this is just how they have conversations. This is just how it happens in this movie. (laughs) So she's – they probably just didn't have an extra bed. She just had to sleep there. (laughs) But what I love, too, this is another scene. It's like imagine picking up from this movie because – the, he's dreaming of the most insane sequence in Jungle Wolf, where yeah. he like gets put in a bamboo cage and then the bamboo cage goes down the river, falls down a waterfall, and then he's fine. Like imagine picking up from this movie, you're like, what is happening inside this guy's head? Like what is going on? It's crazy. Also, also he had the same reaction I do when I remember Jungle Wolf, just kind of waking cold up in sweats. a panic sweat. Yeah, panicked, cold sweats, just going no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's happened three times this week. Kate wakes me. She goes, it's just a movie. Steve Parrish can't get you. I'm yeah. like, but, but I'm watching more Ron Marchini movies. Same thing with Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wakes me up. He's like, Ron Marchini can't hurt you. Ron Marchini oh isn't God, real. a talking dog. And I'm like, oh my, holy shit, a talking dog. Um, she, yeah. She, um, okay. So then we flash to the brunette who tells Carruthers that Parrish was at Petroli's compound and he, brace for yourself, brace yourself, stole Petroli's van. <laughs> oh, no. Again, oh, no. we find out information in this movie and then we just find out other people finding out this information. Right. Like, very little happens in this movie, but it just gets repeated over and over. Well, they are freaked out about this van and you don't really understand why until the end of the scene. because It's yeah. just like... I was like, oh, my God, the van? And you're like, so what? <laughs> um, Carruthers says the sooner Petroli and his men are dead, the better. And the male cop in the room looks down like, oh, man, you're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> he's, he, he's taking notes on the meeting. He's like, all right, I'll write it down. Not supposed to, man. Um, Carruthers finds out that Petroli's payment to him was in the back of the van. So now we're like, okay, we understand why they need the van back. Um, cash CIA is panicking over the cash in the van. Right, right. But then again, he could just say, like, uh, Steve has the money. Or yeah. Steve has the coke. Yeah. Like, but you I, don't have to... Who, the van is the least important part of all this. Well, it's because the... the, the 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 money's in the van which how do they know the money's in the van there's no way for any of them to know right but that'd be great if he's uh carruthers is like (sighs) like the scene's over and he gets a call and it's his landlord he's like look look i can get you the money friday okay there's a little trouble right now please don't evict us we'll be (laughs) like the cia has got to pay rent that's the problem right 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 yeah yeah dude carruthers is in like as bad a situation as patrolly like yeah they're both living out of the same storage facility (laughs) we find out that two guys just like absolutely just housing the central valley with coke just like can't make ends meet but ron martini just strolls out of the central american jungle and just like gets handed a box of grenades and just all this stuff like like where's a box of grenades in a speedboat yeah He just falls axe backwards into awesome things. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, uh, you know, Petroli and and Carruthers are engaged in a criminal conspiracy for like thirty five hundred dollars in profit. Like, there's like not much going on here. They're like huddled outside of McDonald's, like <laughs> like pour, like picking through change. Like, <laughs> like, um, yeah, Carruthers. Oh no, we go to Petroli. 
Petroli is on the phone with a goon yelling about the van. He is incensed about this van. <laughs> Petrelli needs to like. <clears throat> He's like, I had my wardrobe in that van. <laughs> that's where my bet. Yes, that's my house. Yes. You don't understand. That's my house. The storage facility is my office. The van in the facility is my house. What is it so hard to understand? Also, I would probably recommend that Peter Petrelli stop doing so much coke. He seems very wound up in all of this. He's a little high strung, huh? <laughs> he needs to he needs to scale it back. Yeah, so it'd be great if in one of the scenes the goons kind of like look at each other like, uh, uh, see, when do you want to do this intervention? <laughs> it's, like, it's getting pretty bad. No, I mean, there's also like the 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 bosses like Petrelli's like like uh, he starts to get out coke and another goons like no boss do you do you think that that's a good idea like is this what yeah. you want to be doing right now like you know how you get he's like shut up and we got a lot going on right now yeah <laughs> you think that's a good time for this yeah i think we is, is this the highest priority is this what we should be doing right now <laughs> one of the goons like miscues the timing he just like stands up and like unfolds a piece of paper from his pocket he's like, <laughs> when you do coke <laughs> it makes me feel bad <laughs> You yell at me, and that makes me feel small. <laughs> Sometimes you yell at me for things I had nothing to do with. And I, I know that this is the cocaine talking, but it still hurts my feelings. And Petroli's like, God damn it! And then you see like, the, the um, uh, mediator off in the corner, and now, now. <laughs> he's, he's being very brave telling you this. Let's just let him talk. Petroli, like, unfurls a $20 bill and, like, shakes it into his hand. He's like... All right. God, keep damn. going. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> um, so Terry – oh, yeah, yeah, The goons descend on the motel. They kick in the door. They find the wrong couple having awkward sex. <laughs> Which is great because the next door they kick down, they just shotgun into the bed. So it's a good thing that they were like, yeah, they it's a good found thing this couple. Check. And then they're like, all right, next door we kick in. We're just shooting this couple. If there's somebody else in the bedroom. Whatever it is. Whatever happens, happens. Um, we got to get yeah. back. We're missing boss's intervention. <laughs> right, right. He needs us there. He needs our support. Um, Terry and Zach are getting dressed in a hurry. Let me repeat that. Terry and Zach. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, she, she, she. <laughs> Goes through the uh, the the parish family, I guess. She's like, look, I didn't get nothing from your dad. You want to be a man? <laughs> I'll make you a man. <laughs> um, yeah. Steve shoots men storming into the room, then leaves Zach with Terry, who's engaged in a full shootout with a goon. So he's yeah. just like, you stay here, Zach, where the gunfire is. I'm gonna go here where the van is. <laughs> Well, what I love is they go in. So this is like two adjoining hotel rooms. Like you've seen them before. They go in one room and nobody thinks to just cover the back door. Because Martini right. and Terry and Zach just go out the back door. And then Ron Martini's like, you watch her. And then he's, or you watch him. And he's like, and then he sprints off. And he's like, finally free, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> And then stupid Zach blows it by like running toward the van. Like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> but yeah, he leaves him in a shootout. He's like, yeah. you stay. <laughs> you stay in the shootout. I'm going to go where there's not a shootout. Okay. And whatever happens, happens, Zach. Uh, the brunette is watching from a distance, shoots Terry, 
Terry tells Parrish to leave her, and Parrish does not hesitate. He's Dude. like, okay, like the the engine's already turning over before she even gets shot. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> And the, what's funny, too, is uh, the evil woman shoots Terry's blouse open because she hadn't yeah. closed all the way. So she gets shot and her blouse just like flies open like right. Ron Martini's like does the he does the rice patty hat thumbs up. Right. <laughs> um, But it's like the half hearted thumbs up because yeah. like really he kind of wishes Jim was there still. <laughs> or his dead Vietnamese wife who's been dead for a decade now. I would just like to point out. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm not going to tell a guy how to grieve, but like, it's been Ooh, 10 years. Yeah. We're, we're over that movie. We are long past that movie. On. Uh, Steve Parrish is the deadliest STD known to womankind. <laughs> and also mankind. Everybody he fucking bangs. Guys, he's got a hundred percent kill rate within a week. Everybody, he's... dude, think about it. Um, Kevin, I'm just going to go down the line. Kevin. Mylon, uh, uh, Maria, Maria, Jim, Hartman, Terry. Now, now Terry. He's like having sex with him is like watching the tape in the ring. He's a <laughs> microcosm. Seven days. He is a microcosm for the AIDS epidemic. <laughs> like he's just mowing through people. Um. The brunette is furious that she can't stop a van with her pistol. Nobody realized you cannot stop a fucking moving van by shooting a couple of things like bullets at it. No, you cannot. Best best case scenario is you hit a coolant line and eventually the engine and the engine overheats sometime down the road. Like that yeah. is best case scenario. You're not gonna shoot through the engine block with a handgun. Sorry. Yeah. The best thing you could do is like hit the axle, throws like the alignment off. And then maybe they end up fall, uh, flying off of an eight-foot bridge. But what's what are the odds of that happening? And then exploding? When would that ever happen? Um, Terry is unconscious. Although I, at this point, I feel like she's dead. But we find out later she's not. Uh, she, she's really like, no, my character's dead. I'm done. I'm done with this movie. She's dead. She's dead. Like the actress is like insisting, no, she's dead. She's done. She's not going to be in this movie. Anymore. Right. That, no, this <laughs> is like her. Um, this is an ad lib. Yeah, like she's just like adling. She's like, oh no, I'm dying. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> They're like, what is it? Like, you see the director like flipping through the script. Like, and Ron Martini's like, we can't refilm this. We don't have enough film. So I, I guess roll she's it. dead. Roll it, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> no, Mar- Ron, your thoughts? Roll it. Keep rolling. Let's do it. One take. Um, <laughs> yep. The goon smiles. Uh, Parrish, Zach, and their yellow shirts are now in a full, full-on car chase. Parrish also, hands no, Zach. You missed the goon walks up and is like Mrs. Anderson because he looks like the guy in the Matrix. Sorry, that was. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was, that. I was really, I was really debating whether or not I was going to say that, and now I wish I hadn't. Yeah, that is a flat one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yellow shirts running from the cops. They both have their yellow shirts. They're in a full-fledged car chase. Parrish hands Zach a live grenade to throw out of the window at a car. He hands his 10-year-old son a live (laughs) grenade. Don't throw it yet. Wait for it. Wait for it. Throw it. Yes. A child. A child who he did not trust to take off his own shoes 12 hours ago is then handed a grenade to throw at the bad guys. That he had to force under the covers. Yes. Well, I mean, he 
between the time that Zach went to bed last night and when Ron Martini woke up this morning, he became a man. Don't forget. He did. That's true. <laughs> He's like, hey, I heard you got laid last night. Here's a live grenade. <laughs> cool. He's I like, got it, Dad. On it. He's like, and Zach's like, you know, we. I had sex with her. She died. He's like, you'll get used to it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, uh, you see the moment where he grows up because he's like, Dad. He's like, yes, son. He's like, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I am a child. Why are you putting me in these situations? <laughs> he's like, he's finally a teenager. All right. <laughs> uh, the goon in the car crashes for no reason. Parrish throws the grenade, throws a grenade at the car. The goons, this is great. Oh, my God, this scene rules. The goons argue about opening the car door. They're like, you know that classic, like, like, what are you doing? No, stop. Wait, what are you doing? Wait, no, no, no. And then boom. just boom. <laughs> Why is it as big as the car that exploded earlier? Right. It's what are they arguing? What is going on in that car? Because we only see it from the outside, but it's just like you see the door opening and closing and opening and closing. Well, they couldn't. So what? It, they couldn't get it open, which because they crashed. This happens a lot. Fender gets shoved back. You can't get the driver door open. So uh, they're okay. like, oh no, like they're stuck inside. But it's still very funny. Like it's it's borderline comedic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you don't need this beat. I just I imagined like the the. <laughs> Like he was like locking and unlocking the door, like on the child. Like, uh, like wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 no, no, Zach's, no, you Zach's unlock it. Fob. Zach's yeah. got the fob, like they're trying to unlock it. He's like, yeah, and he's like, now you die. And then he starts laughing maniacally. <laughs> yeah, he just like is in front of the car, just like <laughs> <laughs> blow up. Uh, Terry gets snarky with Carruthers. Um, cause she's back at the station. Carruthers misjudges Parrish's feelings for this girl, claims she's the new bait. He's like, she's like, uh, I gave him his son. You got nothing on him now. And he's like, not true. We've got you. And she's like, I got news for you. <laughs> Cut scene. Carruthers is like, we've got Terry. And Martini's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what's Who? your point? <laughs> Terry? Terry, 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 Terry. Hold on, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into catatonic state. Remember my dead wife real quick. Let me see. <laughs> oh yeah, Terry. Okay, Terry, Terry. Yeah, okay. How's she doing? He's like, we've got her. He's like, sounds like a Terry problem. Bye. Like a <laughs> uh, so yes. So Parrish and Zach visit Parrish's old war buddy, Scott. <laughs> Scott. Scott is crippled <laughs> and also an arms dealer. Yeah. Also a helicopter pilot. Old buddy Scott. <laughs> well, Scott. So, so what happened was Scott and Ron Martini just made out. So he didn't die. He just ended up in the wheelchair. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Scott is kind of like Steve's Q. And I just realized, like, I can't say that without it being QAnon, but like, Q as in James Bond, right? James Bond Q, yeah. Like, he's 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 uh, Neo and Trinity going into the Matrix and being like, I need guns, lots of guns. So he has a sequence detonation system for him and 
lots of grenades. <laughs> <laughs> like a box of grenades. Like he says a case of grenades. A case of grenades. Like Steve's getting the Costco pack of grenades because he's like, I know how you go through these, Steve. I just, it's better to have more than you need than to run out. Okay. Yeah, and then Scott's like, Hey, you want to do grenade right now? He's like, I yeah. can't. My kids here. <laughs> he's like, It's all right, man. Uh, I got Nintendo in the other room. You know, we can just do some grenade. Yeah, no, Zach's just like, Fuck it, man. Bring out the grenades. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I like, yeah, Zach hooks up with Terry, and then just his whole life goes downhill. You got any whores back there? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like to bang whores while I'm throwing grenades. <laughs> It's the only um, way I feel alive. It's the only way I feel alive, man. Um, like, how old is this kid? <laughs> Jesus. Um, Parrish and... Yeah, okay. Then we get to Terry. Terry's, again, she's in the room. She asks a goon who's guarding her for her bedpan. Asks if he'll wait outside, and he's already halfway out the door. <laughs> like, she's like, like yeah, you might wait, yeah. <laughs> I want to see this shit. Gross. But he throws the bedpan on her crotch. Like, it's clear that the direction was like, okay, give her the bedpan. And he's like, her hand's handcuffed. So he's just like, he just like puts it on her crotch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when the goon comes back in, she knocks him out with the bedpan and then steals his keys. Who would have seen that coming? Well, first she's like, it's under the bed. Like she's like, yeah, I peed in it, and then I kicked it under the bed. I, it's, it's sloshed everywhere. Just I kicked it the bed. It's a real mess down there. Um, Parrish uses Zach as a honeypot to this catch This is where Asia. Zach flips. This is where Zach, from this moment on, Zach is a psychopath. He's a honeypot, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, hey. Hey, mister. <laughs> yep, for a good time. I and, walks uh, out of the festival building and, and Zach's like, how much, honey? And the guy's like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so the agent comes over. He's like, hey, uh, what's up? And then he sees his dad. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, Zach, uh, they're aiming guns at him. And they're like, we have a message for Carruthers. He's like, what is it? He's like, lean closer, bitch. And he fucking <laughs> takes a pen and he starts writing a Absolute message. Absolute power move. Which he's like, also he says he says my dad says he'll shoot you if you don't give a message to Carruthers for us, which is ten times more insane. Yeah, and I'll say you touched me in an inappropriate way. <laughs> um, then he like writes the message and he's like, Ink- oh yeah, no, you're not done. Give me your gun. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> like give me your watch. like jesus christ he walks away from this thing like jesus christ all of a sudden zach is like 28 and he spent the last like decade trying to hold fallujah like all of a sudden he's just like this hardened criminal like hardened just like nothing bothers him just war wartime guy he's like mel gibson in payback like he's just like been brutalized (laughs) he's like mel gibson in the first lethal lethal weapon where he's just like he's like i'm ready to die so it doesn't matter what happens yeah there's like a scene of him with like a revolver like just (laughs) playing russian roulette with himself (laughs) um patrolli comes to carruthers's office and Adam West gives a delayed come in. Remember? So like he like Patrolli comes down, sits down. Adam West like looks, he like rolls his eyes, kind of just like, <sighs> and he like sits down. And then he's like, 
come in. And he's like, yeah. he's already there. Yeah. Well, he's, he's being, he's, this is where Adam West really just like takes a turn into just like overly, like he's like, come in. And then later on, he just does the, the shrug. <laughs> right at the end of this. Yeah. It's yeah. at the end of this. Um, so Patroli, oh, Carruthers tells Patroli they should work together to get Parrish. And I had assumed that's what they were doing for the past hour. Yeah, it was. And he goes, why the hell should I work with you? Uh, other than our existing working relationship that's being <laughs> screwed up by uh, by Ron Martini. Yeah, it's been well established. We've been working together. But other than that, name one reason. Uh, Carruthers' message was a phone number to a message machine where uh, where Parrish tells them that he's at Petroli's warehouse and he's tired of running. And also to bring Terry, I guess. Uh, Patroli then says... But think about setting all this up. Like, Ron Martini's got to go out, get a phone number, get a machine, record the message, do all this stuff. Why not? And then he says, I'll meet you at this address. And Petrelli's like, that's my warehouse. Why doesn't he just write the warehouse's address on right. the guy's forehead? Right. That's a, that's a million times better. I'll also remind you, he is not at the warehouse at this point. He is driving. No, that was my next point. He's just driving around Stockton at this point. So they could just go to the warehouse. He's not there. It'd be like, cool. All right. Be like, all right, so we just wait. I guess we I, just wait for him, maybe hide or something. And Petrelli's um, like, uh, uh, we got any Coke? And they're like, no, we stole it all. He's like, that's why we're here. He's like, uh, sure. Do you guys check the glove box? This would be a great time. I mean, if there was ever a time. Like a little coke, like just just a bump. Just, just to just, pass the time. Yeah. Um, Patrolli says, that's my warehouse. That's my <laughs> fucking warehouse. And Carruthers just gives that great shrug. He just gives a little shrug, like, what are you going to do about it? Uh, Carruthers sends one goon over to the warehouse. Then separately calls in Winston the brunette, who looks super fucking annoyed. Like, she's like, could we have not knocked this out in the same role? Like, why are you calling me in? And she looks at him. She's like, and? Yeah, like, like, okay, I'm here. What? What What do you want? What? What? Like, her her energy is what? That's her energy. What? He's like, like, being polite enough to, like, not really blow it, but being like, you know, I don't want to be here. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> A little Dante action. Uh, and so he tells her to kill Terry. She's like, cool. She leaves. <laughs> He's like, uh, all right. She's like, thank you. I've been waiting. <laughs> Zach finds a bag of cocaine in the van, asks what it is. And Steve says, it's what they'll use to fight back against the bad thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, kid, have you ever been real low energy? This is how we fight that. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a little you got a lot of bodies in your past this will bury them you can bury them in this it's a little cloud 10 which is a reference to a movie i don't think you have seen not likely yeah i don't i don't recall uh winston comes to kill terry terry is waiting and shoots her <laughs> it really does not work out well <laughs> um she's like thank god i thought he was gonna call me in his office again this this is it. No, I like to think that this this scene played out like that episode of South Park where they're both trying to lose. Like they're both trying to be the one who dies in the scene so they don't yeah. have to be in the movie anymore. <laughs> they both draw the gun. Then yeah. like Terry like puts the gun back in her pocket. <laughs> like, 
And then the brunette's like, uh, two can play this game. Uh, Parrish gives the goon five seconds to run. Goon zips out of there in three. Uh, yeah, so he arrives at the compound. He's like, I, you got five seconds. And he's like, nope. <laughs> he's like, keep your change. Or keep 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 three of these seconds. I'm out of here. Right. Um, Zach grabs the rifle that's left behind. <laughs> A little shrug action. <laughs> um, yeah, Zach grabbing the rifle is another insane behavior. And when I when so when we were trying to figure out to do these movies, and you were like, oh, should we watch uh, Return Fire? I scrubbed through and I saw Zach grabbing the shotgun, and that's when I was like, absolutely. <laughs> this part, right, this part right here, I was like. I need to see how we get to this point of a child grabbing a shotgun. And dude, that is like the least dangerous thing he's done to this point. Like one of the least dangerous things. This is the, probably the best coming of age movie I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. As, as an action movie, it's subpar as a coming to age film, coming of age film. It's excellent. It is very good. Uh, so a solid, we get some solid montage music, which will be in the running for the closing music. I couldn't uh, find it, Joe. You couldn't find it. That's no, I couldn't find that or the. Uh, oh, is this the one where um, the with the words, or is this the other one? This is the one with the words. the The words are incomprehensible in the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're just gibberish. Uh, Carruthers is getting the money from his house and Parrish is rigging dynamite all around the compound with his son, with his 10 year old son. Yes. Also this compound that if Petroli had left one person there, this whole thing would have been shot, but they're just strolling around, not a care in the world, just hooking up grenades, dynamite everywhere. It's like just one person. Is there not one person at this compound? There's nobody there. They've all left. I think that was the whole point of being like, I need all your guys. Oh, okay. That makes they sense. take all their guys, but why? Why wouldn't they just leave one or a few? Or just leave, just leave two. Just leave the coke. See, if he hadn't let the coke ladies be gone for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, have them work overtime. Um, Zach grabs. Oh no, no, no. Already did that one. Uh, Carruthers makes sure to leave a message. On his answering machine, letting everyone know he's fleeing the country. So this is, I really, 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 really wish that this was the last time we saw Adam West. Because this is the perfect encapsulation of Adam West in this movie. He's like, I got my cash, and now I'm gone. Don't call me. I will not be answering this phone anymore. And he just happily strolls off into the sunset. Like, I, I was like, God, I hope this is the last time we see him. That would have been great. Yeah, this is that was like Quinn. That was just Adam West. That was they broke in and taped Adam West when he was trying to bail on the movie halfway through. Like he he was calling the studio. Yeah, he was he was getting ready to get. Yeah, that was just that was just Adam West in his in his uh, trailer. Yeah. Uh, Parrish is setting up tripwires with his son running around the compound. His son is just everywhere. He's setting up tripwires with dynamite. Um, these timed explosives have touch pads like 80s cell phones. Uh, he gives his son a hug, then sends him off on his own. He's like, you, you leave, you go over there to that post. Mm-hmm. Patroli Estrada and the other goons arrive at the compound that Patroli inexplicably left unattended. Parish yeah. body shames Patroli. 
then threatens to blow up his cocaine. Or he says, hey, fat man, see anything that belongs to you? And Joe, sorry, uh, I know that it's Passover. I would just like to point out there's another holiday coming up. And uh, Ron Marcini actually set up the world's most dangerous Easter egg hunt. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's that's what it felt like. Like, he's just like, let me just put this slightly out of sight. Like, he just puts dynamite, like, behind something or, like, inside of a pipe that's just, like, right there. He's like, perfect. Zach lowers one into, like, a sewer and then, like, (laughs) ties a wire around it, around the grave. Which, that one's just going to blow up. That's just a cherry bomb. That's just, that's Zach's having some fun. Right, right, right. blow up the sewer. Um, So, uh, what's happening Hey, Bat, Fat Man, see anything that belongs yep. to you? Yep, Body Shames Patrolli, threatens to blow up. He has mounds of cocaine. He's made little mounds of cocaine around the compound. I will give credit. That's cool. Like, he's like, you think I care about this cocaine? <laughs> well, it's cool until he fucking blows the plan entirely. That's so true. he, Parrish wants Terry back. So he blows up a mound of coke to let Patrolli know he's serious. Then he blows up. A second mound of coke to let him know he's really serious. And then he blows up the rest of the coke to what's the plan here again? (laughs) Well, Peter Petrelli is just like, all right, how about this? You give me the coke and I let you live, which isn't a deal. That's not a deal. He's like, just give me Terry. He's like, just give me Terry. Like if Peter Petrelli had. Well, (laughs) think about if Peter Petrelli was a rational actor, he would have all of his coke. And Ron Martini would just like walk off into the sunset. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on Petroli's side here because Petroli clearly states he's like, I don't know where Terry is. Terry oh, yeah, is that's being right. handled by Carruthers. I don't know, but I will try to get her back. I promise. I can't promise I'll get her back. I will try to get her back yeah. if you just give me the coke, and I will work this out. He's like, and- how about this? You vacuum up the coke. I will try to get Terry. We'll meet back here in an hour. Let's see where we are. How's that sound? Parrish is like, no deal. And no, he's, chubby. <laughs> he fucking blows up all of this cocaine. And then, like, Petroli has nothing left to do but just be like, okay, go after him. Yeah, he's like, well, <laughs> he, shoot he him. this himself. This is one of the many times that everybody just, somebody just yells, Parrish, yeah. in this movie. No, in multiple movies. In, in these movies. Also, another time, he's standing on top of the warehouse. One guy with a long rifle. You're done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. He's yeah. Dead. You've got like 30 guys there and like a bunch of vans. And you got all this coke. Like, hire one sniper. And this scene but, is over. Not even a sniper. Just a guy who's good with a rifle. Yeah. Right. Just a guy that's good with. You don't have to get him between the eyes. Just get him in the torso. Take the scope off of that stupid silver <laughs> revolver and put it on a real, real gun. Put it on a real gun. Yeah. And then, hey, guess who's not a problem anymore? Steve Parrish. Exactly. End of movie. Because uh, it's a little thing I like to call giving him the old JFK. Yeah. <laughs> um, Patroli. Patroli six his men on Parrish, who mows down four of them instantly with an Uzi. Because their plan, all these guys with guns, their plan is to just sprint at the guy. Yeah. Patroli's guys love running into exploding tunnels. (laughs) That was the best part. That is their favorite. Long into the tunnels four times, I think it is. They just keep going. Like it's you think more than that. At some point, the third, the third group, two guys, as they're running over, they're like, "This one's not going to be booby trapped, too, is it?" It's like, "Nah, there's no way he booby trapped all the tunnels." 
I swear to you, there's one time where he like a group of them run into a tunnel that's already exploded. Yeah, no. Again. <laughs> They're like, yeah, what are the odds this tunnel's gonna blow up twice? Come on. It cleared all the dynamite out of it. Nope, it sure didn't. Yep. Um, yeah, that's like their favorite thing to do. <laughs> it's just <laughs> dying tunnels. Uh, Carruthers' goon spots Zack at the outpost. He approaches. Zack shoots him with an automatic shotgun in the chest. Zack's got a body count, everybody. He <laughs> executes. Dude, he had a body count. He is adding. Who did he body count? Oh, oh the guy in the car. On the eight-foot bridge? <laughs> yeah, the goon on the eight-foot car. But this, no, this is a direct. Like, he took this guy's life. Like, it wasn't he like. Him in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he reached down into his gaping chest wound. And took the blood and just, like, put it under his eyes like eye black. He's like, they drew first blood. <laughs> and he's like, Dad? He's like, yeah, Zach? He's like, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> his voice drops. Right? It's like a full, full octave drop. <laughs> let's go, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah. Zach I completely lost our spot. <laughs> Zach kills that guy. Parrish throws a grenade 30 feet from the goons, and they just kind of like look, and they're like, oh, they just kind of step aside. And it just, no, thank you. It's so far away from them. Like, they just kind of like shield their eyes so nothing gets in, like nothing hits them in the eye. Yeah, exactly. Um, Parrish shoots more goons, reloads grenades. He has like another stock, and he like grabs he a grenade. Finds throws it in his pocket. Like, he, he just finds he, them. He just has him like he opens he, the he's, trash can. He's like dynamite Easter egg hunt for Zach. And then what what Zach was doing was he was doing an Easter egg hunt for Steve Parrish, but they were all little grenades. So right. Steve's like looking around for the grenades. And um, yeah, guys are just at yeah, this point. Yeah, he, he like he, he finds the grenade and it has a little card on it with like a heart that says Dad. And he opens it up, says I love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, Parrish places a grenade in front of a doorway. A goon walks out and right into it. <laughs> He's not smart. And then, uh, did, was that before or after the guy who pirouetted past Ron Marchini? No, I missed that one. So there's a part where there's a guy, he's going through, like, uh, Ron Marchini's in an alley. And this guy does a pure, like, he's, he's, he's got the gun and he's, like, looking. And when he goes past this alley, he does a little spin, but he spins away from the alley and when he turns back around, Ron Martini has come out of the alley and just shoots him. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> like, he didn't even look. Like, if he had another instance where if a guy had just looked, he yeah. could have plugged Ron Martini, but he didn't. So, he's dead now. He's now dead. Uh, Parrish tricks another goon by leaving a shed door open and then shooting him from the other side of a window at the back of the shed. He could have just been in the shed. He could have just been in the shed, exactly. <laughs> like, he didn't have to go. Also, how'd he get through? Because it's one of those crossbar windows. So he goes into the shed. No, he he, cr- oh, he goes around. And then he goes around. And he just stands okay. at the back. Okay. Which, yeah. you know, it kind of leaves him open to get snuck up on. But... By anybody else coming around the other way. Exactly. Um. Anyway, he kills that guy. Works out for him. Parrish shoots two goons with his big gun, which looks suspiciously like the Omega gun. A little bit. It only shoots one person at a time, though. So it's not yeah. the Omega gun. It's like an automatic pump shotgun. Thing. Yeah. Uh, Estrada arrives with his silver scope pistol. Mm-hmm. And screams Parrish. 
yells Parrish's name to give his position away. They face off while Patrolli hides in the building and aims a gun at Parrish. Yeah. Parrish shoots Estrada. Patrolli misses his shot. Parrish shoots Patrolli. It all works out. But the way they were at each other, it really, I make this joke a lot, but it really had shades of like, I thought this was going to be a street fight. Like, because they both had guns and they just like strolled up to each other and stopped. I thought this was going to, Ron Marcini's a karate guy. Does he do a single karate move in this movie? He does in the bathroom. Does he do a karate move in this entire franchise? Of course he does. He does karate moves in Jungle Wolf. Does he? Yeah. No. He does karate moves. I feel like he uses a lot of guns. There's no karate moves in this movie. I thought that we were setting up Estrada versus uh, Ron Marchini karate moves. But no, it's just the Petrelli comes out and just starts shooting with a piece of toilet paper stuck to his shoe. Yeah. No, this is like this has shades of Forgotten Warrior end scene. That's true. Where you th- yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Ron Martini blowing an opportunity. What a new uh, <laughs> new and a novel concept. Uh, the whole compound begins exploding, which has shades of both movies. Forgotten Warrior, uh, Jungle Wolf. Also Omega Cop, where he sets the facility to blow and just runs past it. Omega but what Cop. I love about this is... He, yeah, actually, like the, you, get, yeah, you get the classic slow-mo Marchini running as explosions are happening behind him, which is exactly like Omega Cop. Yeah, but this, this slow-mo running goes on for like two minutes. Yeah. Like to like a full straight two minutes of this movie is in slow motion, which Joe, what movie just came out that famously has a ton of slow motion? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's right. Joe, is this kid Zack Snyder? Zack? Is, is Zack Parrish Zack Snyder? Wow. Um, maybe that's why Zack Snyder's so dead inside, because he's been through this hell for the first because 10 years he, of his life? Because he, within a 12-hour period, uh, had sex for the first time and killed a man for the first time. <laughs> and his life's been, and when he was 10 years old, and his life's just been trying to reckon with that moment ever since. Got into a high-speed car ca- crash, watched his stepdad get shot. Threw grenades at people. Threw grenades all over the place. Accidentally did some coke when it Co- all got blown up. That's what they didn't talk about. They just threw cocaine into the air. So this whole fight is people just after inhaling coke. Oh, yeah. There's like (laughs) particles of cocaine all over the air as they're like freaking out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The whole compound explodes. Mm -hmm. Parrish flings a grenade at a van, blows it up. Parrish shoots a few more goons. Some of the explosions are huge. Some of them are duds. Yeah, some of them aren't great, but that car explosion is massive. There's a shot. I mean, some of these explosions are legit awesome, and some of them are like somebody set off like a dud firework they've had laying around for three (laughs) years, you know? Some of them are the fire. They're just snappers. Yeah. He's just throwing those little snappers at people. And some of them are in the same scene. Like, there's this one scene that's kind of like a bird's eye view angle. He's running. There's a big explosion from off screen. And then there's two small, like, like baby explosions, little pop pops, like right where he's running. Um, And then he just runs around just long distance tapping people with shotgun, with the shotgun. He's just like, guys, dozens of feet away. He's just (laughs) tapping them with the shotgun like he's all good. And Joe, where is Zach? 
Uh, he is like face down in the man he just murdered. <laughs> like, <laughs> just uh, ripping at flesh and bone. Martini comes around the corner and he goes, "If you eat the heart, you get their power." <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right, all right, well, you know, cool, cool man. Um, do you want to go live in the jungle? <laughs> <laughs> kind of get you gotta you out go of my back hair? to the jungle soon, right? Yeah, I mean, I know I wanted you to come back for years, but like, this is a little like, this is a lot of you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is too maybe I was a bad father. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carruthers is at the airport, an airport. And uh, watch no, him. he is at the A.G. Spanos Jet Center because ah. you can see it in the background, which confirms this movie takes place in Stockton. Booyah! Because <laughs> that is Stockton. Uh, he walks toward a plane, but stops as he sees a helicopter approaching from the distance. Just get on the plane. <laughs> yeah. What he is stops. he doing? Yeah, he knows that planes can fly further and faster than helicopters, right? What does he do? If he gets in the plane, closes the door, what is there to do at that point, realistically? He's not going to yeah. fly the helicopter into your plane. <laughs> I mean, he could. Also, where is this helicopter in the last movie? Well, the last movie, you get this junk little just like crash rocket version of a helicopter. This movie, it's a full like QE attack helicopter. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, this is just what they have at the Stockton airport. Right. It is a little badass, though, when they like, lands, and then it pulls up, and it just reveals Marchini standing. He has, like, such a badass, angry, fucking intense look on his face. Like, you just know he's going to murder him. Like, this, yeah. this is just him there to murder. Yeah, he's he, – that – again, I credit where it's due. That was a cool shot where the hel- – yeah, the helicopter takes off, and it reveals Marchini. His yeah. glorious sleeveless – it's back to the original. Sleeveless yellow shirt, big gun – He's like, let's go, baby. I love karate. By karate, I mean guns. <laughs> Carruthers runs into the plane garage. Uh, just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, easy. He's just he's standing. Li- he like just kind of like waddles off to the door. <laughs> and he kind of like looks back. He's like, is he still here? Right. And then Steve's just standing there intensely, you know, like flexing. And it's just like, all right. And he just like opens the door and like walks in like really yeah. confusing. It's like, he's like, this is, I know where you went. This has one exit, one entrance. Like I know where you, you're in this room. Also, I completely missed that the yellow sleeveless shirt was back. Joe. Oh, it was back and hardcore back. This is like Steve Rogers, like getting the shield. It feels like you're like, Oh man, he's got the shield again. Things yeah, are about to yeah. go down or, you know, f- freaking, uh, um, Dom Toretto and his Jesus chain. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. uh, um, uh, what's, what's Omega Cop's name? John what's, Travis. John Travis and his hat. I thought you were going to say Frank Kitchens and his boobs. Frank Kitchen and his <laughs> boobs. <laughs> um, Carruthers says. A- Amy and her martini. Amy and her martini, exactly. Um, uh, um, uh, Harry Potter and his gun hands. <laughs> Uh, Carruthers yells, Steve, Steve, be reasonable. There's plenty of money for both of us, and there's more in Colombia. Steve? Steve! <laughs> he has, like, a question. Like, Steve? Yeah. Steve. Steve, did that work? Also, I'm sorry. it's wait, not wait. Columbia, Joe. 
They didn't. Ron no, Marchese was, was just in this movie. Yeah. It was, also, it was it was San Sebastian, which is El Salvador. It's like they were like in the last movie. They're like, well, we can't really say this is Colombia, but it's Colombia. Now they're just like, screw it, whatever. Colombia. All right. No one saw the last movie. Uh, he says, I'm <laughs> sorry. So much of it in this movie. Right. We're trying to advertise. They're, they're, that's what it is. They're trying to do trailers for the other movies in it. the movie. You know what I really wish they did was uh, when Terry and Steve Parrish were about to hook up. He remembers mm-hmm. hooking up with Maria. And then it shows, and it's just like uh, Marcini-ception. So like right before he hooks up with Maria, he remembers the Mylin scene. Yeah. And they're like, it's just like, it's just like Russian nesting dolls. Instead of uh, cutting it, it's just like, he's like three layers deep. And then, yeah. And then right before he gets with my Lun, he remembers black death machine. And <laughs> he's like death in machine. the closet jerking off. <laughs> black oh death yeah. An Asian dragon lady. <laughs> I forgot about that. Good God. Um, Carruthers. Yeah. And then for some reason there's another inception to like, um, that driver in the Italian restaurant with the with the food and the spaghetti. Robert, she's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "This is your dream, buddy. You tell me." All you, man. Uh, Carruthers. Okay, Carruthers continues. He says, "I'm sorry about Terry. It wasn't supposed to happen. Things just got out of hand." Steve, talk to me. Which. Kind of sounds like he may have been banging Carruthers, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Steve is just like, he's breaking hearts all over the place. There's a lot of emotion here. He's just talk to me. Just say something. Steve, we can make a lot. We can make it work. In Colombia. We'll <laughs> build a life together in Colombia. Bring your half Vietnamese Aryan child. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Carruthers shoots at Parrish a bunch of times, then runs onto the airstrip. And he just misses. He's just like. Every time. Steve Steve doesn't even move. He's just like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't panic. There's one scene where he – this is great. No, I'm glad you brought that up. There's one scene where he shoots a bullet from, like, behind, right, at an angle. Um, Carruthers shoots at Steve. It pings off, like, right next to him. And instead of what you'd expect of him whipping around in that direction, like, firing, he just continues to walk. He stops and then continues to walk in the direction he was walking. He knows – he's a Terminator at this point. He is. He is a death machine. Yeah. Oh, um, Joe. His programming came out. The Martini Cinematic Universe. Uh, Parrish corners Carruthers in the junkyard area of this airport. Carruthers says, oh, Steve, doesn't have to end like this. Or doesn't have to end this way, Steve. You can be rich. You can have anything you want. Men, women, <laughs> whatever. Your dead wife will go get her. <laughs> Whatever you want. Grenades. Oh, says Steve, grenades. Steve, we're going. <laughs> you didn't whoa. say anything. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't Steve, say anything we're about going grenades. As many grenades as you want. He's like, ah. Grenades as far as the eye can see. He's like sweating. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> just sweating. Uh, Carruthers draws, and Paris shoots him eight times with this giant gun, decimating Carruthers off screen. Like, dude, can you imagine what Carruthers looks like? <laughs> He obliterates others. He shotguns him eight times. He's just pieces at that point. Uh, Then we get Zach narration. You made it, Dad. You made it. Paris says, yeah, I'm finally home. Alternate ending, Joe. Okay. (laughs) So Carruthers, Steve, 
though Carruthers is like, you don't have to do this. Hasn't there been enough bloodshed? I'll disappear. You'll never see me again. I'll make no, you'll have this money. You and Zach can start a new life. And, and Steve, he looks at Carruthers and he goes, never want to see your face again. And he starts to put the gun down. And then you hear a shot. Carruthers falls forward. Zach's behind him with, with a pistol with the scope on it. And he's like, Dad, never let the bad guy win. <laughs> no, he says, never turn against the family. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I like it. That is Return Fire. The end of Martini Madness, Joe. So yes. I felt I'm all the I was thinking about all the theme months we did and about how a lot of those movies really ended up kind of blurring together. Like I couldn't name you a Steven Seagal movie other than Glimmer Man. Or Chuck Norris. <laughs> or the Chuck Norris movies. There was Hellbound, which I don't even know if that was part of Norris Bam. Yeah, that was the transition from Brawloween, but it was all worth it for Martini Madness, I think. I think so. It's what we've been building to. This was the penultimate Marcini movie. I mean, it started so lame with yeah. Uh, no, actually, was... Ninja Warriors was fine. Forgotten Warrior was a drag, just a drag of a movie, and it, it was, was starting to look like our a podcast was half as long. <laughs> it was starting to look like a real mistake that we were getting into uh, with this theme month. But then, dude, Marcini did not disappoint. These two Jungle Wolf movies, instant classics. Oh yeah, dude. They these are the ones that broke my brain for the board movies. I think like I can't enjoy a good action movie anymore. So. Yeah. So March is over and we've said that it's going to be April, right? Mm -hmm. April, we're going to be doing uh, monkey movies. So, Joe, let's uh, let's tell the people what we're going to do for next month. Uh, April Fool's, baby. One more Ron Martini movie. We're doing doing Karate Raider. So Karate Raider is 1995 Ron Martini, his last movie. The reason we did it was it was on IMDb for no reason as Jungle Wolf 3. Somebody mm-hmm. went in and fixed it. So it's just Karate Raider. And it says Jake Turner is back, which, Joe, there is no Jake Turner in any of his movies. Jake Turner does not exist. <laughs> yes. Jake Turner is back on a rescue mission to liberate an attractive female DEA officer captured and held prisoner by an American drug lord in the jungles of Colombia. Joe, he is fighting Americans again. Again. But this has our our old friends back, Joe. We got all kinds of old friends. We got Michael E. Bristow is back in this movie. Hey, Snaker be waiting. Snaker be waiting. We got Joe Meyer is back. He's Joe in every movie. Meyer. Joe Meyer. He was Estrada and Murdoch. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. We got some new friends. We got Burt Ward, which means there. <laughs> I want to know the conversation that happened between Adam West and Burt Ward to get Burt Ward into this movie, which if people don't know, that was Robin when Adam West was Batman. And we have, yeah, and we have. Joe. Oh, I was gonna say, wait, before you get there, Shelley Gaunt continuing the tradition of women who have only acted in the one Marcini film. <laughs> That's right. And Joe, we have the man himself, the man that ties the Samurai Cop universe to the Ron Martini cinematic universe, Joe Estevez, baby. baby. Joe Estevez. Yeah. The fail son of the Estevez. The fail son in a family that includes Charlie Sheen. <laughs> so turn fires on youtube uh body <coughs> raiders on youtube after that we will be watching i guess oh wait jeff should... sorry yeah. i will cut you off because you forgot one man a man by the name of chris ost a man known only 
as half blackface. <laughs> half blackface is in this. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, this is so exciting. So this is yeah, this is the last Ron Martini movie he ever made. 25 years or 26 years ago now so that will be back to finish up the martini cinematic universe with uh karate raider uh so for jeff or for joe this is jeff i'll take it old school snaker be waiting baby yeah boy you made it dad you made it yeah i'm finally home I love you, Dad. I love you too, Zach.